Three, two, one, and welcome back to another grand episode of Pixels and Pints. This is mid-Feb. I can't remember what episode number we are for. Two. Number two. Well done, Tom. You pay attention. Episode two. Episode (laughs) two of the year. Mid-Feb either is the eighth. (laughs) Yeah. It's the start of Feb. Yeah, as I yep depends which calendar you're using. I'm it's a, a proto Gregorian calendar that I use in this household. So say <laughs> start of start of the new lunar new year. So there we go. Yep, mid Feb. Anyway, uh, tonight we're going to be talking to you about proto Gregorian calendars, um, amongst other things such as anything comic booky, video gamey, TV showy, movie. Uh, we're also going to. Beer. Two of us are drinking drinking a few little beers, some tasty treats to uh, uh, ease through our, our, what day is it, Wednesday? Yeah, ease through Wednesday. Um, this is going to be entertaining for everyone. Uh, I gave blood this morning, so I probably shouldn't be consuming four beers. So let's just triple down, only triple <laughs> IPAs for me tonight. Let's just Blood's do that see what happens. Blood's overrated, Tom. It, um, not mine. Have to- oh, negative. Very important. Uh, very important. You just have to consume less to raise your BAC. Or let's go so turbo. Instead of increasing right. alcohol, you just decrease blood volume. Same outcome. <laughs> Cheaper. It probably is. Uh, well, I should probably introduce our regular hosts. I don't know why we still introduce ourselves. Everyone knows who we are, but we have uh, <laughs> Pete. Howdy. Hey, and where, we have where, Dan. Where- we're working on the Marvel principle here, aren't we? That every every podcast yeah, is origin story broadcast. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah, an origin story every any, episode. Introduce somebody every episode. To be honest, like I, since we've moved hosts last month, so season six is on a new podcast hosting facility. Um, I've got access to different stats. I wouldn't say better stats, but different stats. There are new listeners every time we record. So hello, new listeners. I'm Tom, by the way. There you I forgot go. to introduce myself. Hello. Welcome. What's Please happening? do yourself I? a favor. Skip season one. I actually oh, had, I had a new. It. No, I didn't. I had a new listener reach out and say that they'd um they just oh, no. started listening <laughs> and they went all the way back to season one. And I I strongly encouraged them to skip season one. He's like, no, now I there's too many in jokes. I need to know the backstory, the history. Oh um, fuck me. That's yeah, not a good idea. Well, look, if you're not a masochist, you're probably not listening to us anyway, right? Yeah, fair enough. Um. <laughs> fair enough. Tom, what's your first beer? I've opened mine as well. Bad day, bad evening, bad week, bad month, bad year. So let's get into this. Oh, yes. I can set us up for success tonight, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm on the same hey, plane. Don't you hey, worry. Set, set the bar really low, can only get higher from fucking bottom. Not entirely true, but that's a fine. We'll leave that one. Um, <laughs> I am drinking the Paper Trails Italian Pilsner by Lost Palms Brewing. Look at this. This is a new, I don't know if you've noticed this, Dan, but uh, I've seen this a bunch at the moment. In fact, my first two beers seem to follow this new art trend in beer where it's yeah. they're taking like obscure old art pieces, which are probably now in the public domain and reutilizing them for their the labeling. Um, this one, it also looks a bit like, I don't know if you guys can really see it. So there's a, there's a, there's a lady, there's a lady on the front. Um, but she's almost like shiny compared yeah, to, it's but it's not entirely stuff. like because it's on a white white can there. Mm. I don't know. Isn't you're it crazy. The, you're sorry, the can master. But sorry yeah. to interrupt you for a second, but isn't it crazy that so copyright generally expires after seventy years? It's it's mm. there are exceptions to the rule, 
but generally speaking, it's 70 years after copyright was originally registered. That's 1953 now. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really fucking recent in, like, in the relatively speaking from our youth. Anyway, I'm, I'm just going to test a theory and it's maybe it's like one of the nudie pens. And if I turn her upside down, <laughs> it's not. It's very disappointing. Disappointment. <laughs> Who's the brewery? Did you say Lost Palms? Lost, Lost Palms. Palms. Not heard of them before. Yeah. Uh, they are from Miami in Queensland. So that has the same the amount Gold of like, somewhere? same amount of weird uh, news reports as uh, Miami in uh, in Florida. Um, I don't think game anybody. Could top the weird stories that come out of fucking Miami, Florida. Oh, it's a fun game to play. Mm. Type in Florida Man and then Florida Man News and then your birthday and just see what pops up. It's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's really like one of those <laughs> One of those Google Are You Feeling Lucky links. No, no, no. You just come up with the craziest fucking things. It's, you know, it's like Florida Man wrestles like- Alligator. Wrestles alligator out of child's bed after he <laughs> thought he was tucking in his kid or something. It's stupid shit like right. that. Right. Uh, so, anyway, the Italian Pilsner, this is 4.6%. It pours a lovely, lovely multi-gold. Um, mm. it, is, it is quite, like, bready malty. Um, it's, uh, it's not as crisp as, as most other Pilsners I think we've had on this show. Um, it is... <laughs> I would say it's herbaceous, but I don't know if I'm thinking in my head that this is now, like, a pizza beer. Um, am I just, yep, doing that to myself, tricking myself? But uh, it goes, goes, very- along, goes along with this Florida news here. Florida man hits dad in the face with pizza. Yep. <laughs> See, it's just stupid <laughs> shit like wow. that. Uh, yep. paper, trails, uh, paper Trails offers up rustic noble hop notes from a heavy halitau dry hop, light with a balancing bitterness. They use the heirloom Italian malt variety Araclea. Yeah, Araclea. From Wayman Malting provides the perfect base for this. Wayman's Malting. Wayman. <laughs> uh, Malting. Oh, it's okay. So it's German. Wayman. It's German. Uh, yeah. Crisp, aromatic Mediterranean dream. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting some. Okay. I'm not just thinking I'm drinking pizza. It is, you know, it is that kind of like herbal notes to it. It's very good. I'll give it a, a solid four stars. Well done. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I've not heard of. That brewery before. Oh, there's a few new breweries that have been popping up, So on particularly on our feed. So uh, Cuball Brew Co., I don't know if anyone's heard of them from Adelaide. Nope. Um, started following us today or yesterday on Instagram. So um, I'm going to keep my eyes out for their beers if I can find them. be interesting to, to uh, review one after they've found us randomly. Sick. What are you having, Dan? I'm having a garage project beer, uh, Turbo Turbo Fizz. It's uh, once again my downfall for not looking at shit in the back of the can before I buy products. I could, I could have told you that. Ten uh, percent. Nice. Uh, That'll cure Nelson, your bad day, <laughs> Nelson. It's, it's like I looked at the ten percent when it was in the fridge, and I'm like, yeah, I I need something to improve you my mood. Hmm. No, I don't deserve it. I just need something to improve my mood. Uh, so I grabbed this one out. It wasn't, yeah. Uh, it's it says Galaxy Nelson and Mosaic with a big fruity punch to it. I get 
almost smoked malt characters, like bacony, smokiny, smoky characters out of it. And it's really throwing me out because I just I just read more of the back of the can mm. and they brewed it with uh, a pizza place. Is that what it's is that what I'm reading? God pizza tosses. Another Sydney's pizza rock beer? god pizza tosses Frankie's. It must be something to do with Frankie's. Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, Turbo Fuzz has been out for a, for a little while. Oh, it's okay. Fuzz. Fuzz. Oh, I what did I say? Turbo Fizz. Fizz. Sorry, Turbo Fuzz. There's a U. Not oh, I might have right. misheard it. No, I probably said it wrong. Uh, it just doesn't give across the hop character that I thought it probably would. It's it's a triple Neeper. You'd expect that, it to be fucking blowing your, blowing your I, taste buds away. I think that character I'm getting is maybe the Nelson mixing with the high alcohol content. Mm. And it's just throwing some weird, weird esters. Some when weird was it canned? Smoky esters. Oh. It's not old, is it? It's a yearly they, release. They talked it like they talk up the the tropical fruit and juiciness in the uh, description on Untapped. So, uh, yeah, it uh, it was packed seven eight months ago. Oh, that's probably there. We go. We might give them a pass a on that one. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Black I mean, it was worth checking, right? It was worth checking. Once again, should read the date on the can. Should have read the ABV on the can before I went. In too far on a, I don't know how much that can cost me, like 20 bucks, 17 dollars or something like that. <sighs> Shit's out of yep. control. Six bucks for a loaf of bread and 20 dollars for a can of beer <laughs> <laughs> out of five, considering uh, the, the age. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it was like fresh. So, I can we just log this one and not rate it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I think not that's rate. a, I think that's a. Fair. Yeah, assessment. We've That's we've something. had a few DNRs or do not rates. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, my my uh, Florida story was Florida man riding golf cart accused of shooting. Damn it. Uh, Florida man riding golf cart accused of shooting person for walking dog on course. Followed oh. by Florida man stabbed nephew for hogging bathroom. they're the two that come up for me yep well (laughs) that's florida here's the fun game for everybody at home here's your uh here's your comment to throw at the bottom of the uh bottom of the video or the short whoever pete puts it puts it up on youtube or whatever what's your birthday florida story yeah florida man and then just the date and month of your birth um it's a good segue into news tom if you want to take us away we interrupt this broadcast with some breaking news from the front. Yes, in the recent news, a Florida man has been arrested after mistaking a bank for a Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> uh, some TV news. It's on random. Titans and Doom Patrol, two of the DC properties, uh, are ending with their current seasons on their various platforms because Doom Patrol is on something different to Titans, isn't it? Titans is Netflix. Doom Patrol. Titans is, is Star Paramount. or something. Something something weird like that. And, yeah, Doom Patrol's HBO. HBO? Yeah, HBO. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, Titan series like, definitely on Netflix. It it is now, but it doesn't like when the season drops. It doesn't come straight to Netflix because it's it's on a streaming Something service we first. don't have here first, mm. and then which is HBO six, Max apparently. 
Oh, is it? It's, it's HBO yeah. now. They've all got okay. different ones in Australia compared to America. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and that's that's true too. So you've got mm. Binge who buys or Foxtel buys a lot of exclusivity yeah. in Australia, but apparently seasons one and two of Titans was originally on the DC Universe network and then yeah. season three onwards is HBO Max. Yeah, right. So that well, might also factor as to why the season well, dropped differently. Well, Tom's now saying there is no season three onwards. It's season three. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, they're ending with the current seasons. Uh, and then, you know, first first comments in were obviously, well, James Gunn's cancelled it because he's taken over the DC world. And he was like, no, nah, that was always going to happen. So um, I've got to be honest, made I'm kind of glad. Like Titans season one and two were, were great and we've talked about them and they, they yeah, did something new three. and different. Barely started three, I think. I think we've done the first episode. But it got a bit longer. Oh, the wait tooth. a minute. Is there three seasons? Am I confusing myself? I thought there was I only two seasons of Titans. I, they might have all blended together. No, you could be right. It could no, be No, there's three. a third one. There's a third yeah. one. And it was just getting a bit is it, aged. Is it four that's out now? Maybe that's it. I don't know. I think I've, I stopped. I watched season three, episode one, and then I haven't watched anything past that. Pete's madly Googling to find no, out. No, I'm on that, IMDb now. I'm just, oh, okay. yeah. This is uh, 49 episodes, but I don't know. Season four. Um, mm. this Yeah. Four seasons. The last episode, so they had a mid-season break on the first of December two thousand twenty-two, and then episode seven through to whatever eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So six episodes mm. will come out sometime in this year, and that's it. Is what I'm hearing from you, Tom. Yeah. So four yep. seasons. There you go. Um, and Doom Patrol. I don't know if anyone ever watched that, but no, there we go. Never watched it. That was the spin-off, wasn't it? It was, yeah, like it the, was yeah the weird one in in parallel too there was there was a couple of episodes where they the doom patrol were in titans in titans and then they they spun it out into its own little side series yeah. got it yeah. yeah never watched it no interest which is uh, interesting seems the uh the creator or the writer for doom patrol is doing something for james gunn's dc universe but i'm assuming we're going to get that at some stage yeah get to that. yeah um, so, yes, that's uh, see you later. Um, thanks for Bye. all the fish. Um, probably the worst way to lead into the next bit of news, which is a bit <laughs> unfortunate. But yeah. uh, Microsoft uh, laid off 10,000 employees from its Xbox and Bethesda teams. There's been some interesting. huge layoffs at, yeah. uh, lately. So, there's Microsoft, there's, there's uh, two or three tech companies that have just dumped a bunch of stuff. Salesforce dropped a shitload of people worldwide. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a great way to start your fucking merge, isn't it? Buy Bethesda and then shed 10,000 staff. Yeah, especially from their game studios when they're talking about how much emphasis they're putting into it. Um, mm. You know, they're trying to avoid being one of those studios that, you know, breeds a culture of crunch. And then if you let go of, you know, a fair portion of staff members, you think that uh, crunch is going to creep on back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, we, you know. Hopefully there's uh, – I didn't put it in there, but I saw yesterday uh, on the flip and bright side of that is that uh, Film Australia have just uh, greenlit 11 Australian studios projects um, okay. on new, new funding from the Australian government to develop more games based here, which is exciting. Um, yeah, new, I did see Some good homegrown talent. Um, yeah. uh, I've played a few little Australian indie games that I didn't realise were at times. Some I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely an Australian indie game because it's – it's our humor. No one else would get it. No wonder it's not gone, you know, <laughs> at least double A. But um, 
bunch of Australian guys worked on that uh, that goose game that I raved about, and it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, there's another one. Didn't that goose game get in trouble for using? Oh no, that was the goat simulator. Sorry, stole copyright. Carry on. It, no, it used the leaked footage from GTA Six in its promo video. And it got in big trouble. <laughs> but and they, Rockstar but- went. Listen, Goat Simulator 3, <laughs> kindly don't. And they went, sorry. Yeah, it was a cease and desist, but I'm sure it was based on copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, uh, what else we got? Some Oscars news. Uh, we like movies. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which is fantastic. Um, has been nominated for 11 Oscars. So well done to those guys. Round of yeah, applause for it. them. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is up for Best Actress. Um, and it's the first time in 87 years that an, uh, an Asian actress has been up for that award. Wow. Um, and we also saw the first MCU acting nomination in Angela Bassett this year um, for her supporting work in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, I put, yeah, I put that down um, to briefly talk in less than 60 seconds later, but I might just cover it now if that's okay. I watched, <clears throat> excuse me, I watched Wakanda Forever because it's now available free on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, just recently. It, yeah, I think in the last, like in the last seven days for sure, but I think mm. in the last three or four days. I, 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 have you seen it, Dan? Not yet, no. I thought it was an excellent portrayal of what African culture might look like were they not colonised and, you know, they were, became a high-technology um, like civilization leader in their own right. I, I And I found that's a good continuity from the first movie. I th- mm. found that really interesting as an exploration of what would happen to more traditional African culture if it had been left to just prosper un- untouched, undisturbed. But every other part of that movie I fell asleep for. It was just I really did not get anything new or exciting out of that at all. I found Namor to, or Namor to be... A no frills Aquaman, and that's saying something because Aquaman's fucking terrible in its own right. Um, I just, just, it was too contrived. The core plot line of how he came to be and how he was different from his own people and why his people were blue. It just, some of its comic book source material problems, or, or you know, it was stopped, taken from comic book source material, so you can't really blame the movie. But I just, I found that whole part of it yawn. The only thing I really enjoyed was the African culture that was baked into it, which was excellent, and the acting was excellent as well. I got to say. Okay. The end. I'm not getting into it now. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll wait till Dan sees it if he wants to watch it, and then we can do it properly. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I just haven't had time of recent, so all since it's gone on Disney Plus. Hmm. Yeah, can definitely say I understand why Angela Bassett's nominated though for an award. Oh yeah, she's fucking fierce in it. Yeah. Hell yeah. So which one's Angela Bassett? Uh, Ramonda. It's the mum, the mother. Okay. Queen yeah. mother. I, th- I thought queen. I knew the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's fucking badass in it. As yeah. is as is Michonne from uh, The Walking Dead. She's fucking badass in it too. Um, The new Ironheart. Anyway, we'll talk about it. You're right, Tom. We'll talk about it when Dan's seen it. And you want to cover it properly, we'll cover it properly. I never thought we were going to because it's been out for such a long time. So. No, we don't have to, but yeah. Um, speaking of all things Avengers, Square Enix has stopped uh, support for their Avengers game. I didn't know they ever offered it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that little side comment. Yeah. 
um oh well see you later uh it uh look it it had potential it fucking missed it potential and it's uh it's gonna be left to fall into obscurity and uh mm. you know it's not that it's just unfortunate because square enix have shown they can make an excellent marvel based game or superhero based game in 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 you know guardians of the galaxy that was it was just this one was I don't know. It was it's it's always when you get a game like that and they just want to make a live service out of it. That's when it just fucking falls through and it misses the mark. What is it? Yeah. Two years old? Three years old? Uh, yeah, it'd be three, maybe like yeah. two to three years old. Yeah. Um, it did leave me like I, I saw that come up and then like actually the like linked article which I haven't read yet and I am interested to read it, it was on Kotaku and it was all about how not every game needs to have an eight-year lifespan. Like basically the, the, the subject title of it was not every game needs to be a Fortnite. It doesn't need 14 seasons of content or like like Destiny and stuff. One Just might argue like, that Fortnite didn't need to be a fucking One Fortnite could definitely, place. but, you know, yeah. from a money point of view, they've definitely <laughs> got to say that they do need more seasons. But, yeah, it's just like that. It's like this could have- if I agree just, with that statement yeah, wholeheartedly. They just focused on making a decent game. Like, you, they're sure there's ways you can make it, like, the replayability, but they missed the first step. So when you're trying to make it, like, a replayable game, they're already trying to play catch-up on something that's, like, you go, oh, I don't want to touch that again. It's a bit dirty. Um, I might leave <laughs> that alone. Yawn. Already ticked that box. But um, but I would extend the, the statement you made that not everything needs multi-year season support. And just say, not every game needs replayability either. No. We we grew up playing games that didn't have replayability unless you wanted to go back and replay them and you knew yeah. what the story was going to be. So, <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. you know what? I, sorry. It's I, kind I, of like an oxymoron there. You know it, what I doesn't, roughly doesn't mean? Like to be we, replayable unless you want to go back and replay it? Witcher 3 wasn't engineered to be for high replayability and yet, of course, you can go back to the start and start a new game. That's my yes. point. We're not talking about ongoing injection of micro yeah. content, whether it's micro transactional or not, which is what we're talking about with seasons. Call yeah. of Duty. Oh, look, shiny new. My gold gun's now platinum, and they're going to charge me an extra 30 bucks for you know, this year's season or whatever it is. And two extra maps. Yeah. Well, well done, everyone. Fucking terrible. Yes. Um. Last of Us Three. He uh, Neil Druckmann, who's the Naughty Dog co-president, has said he's he's not confirmed to uh, that he's working on it yet. He says you know there's still there's still discussions around if it will happen. Yeah, for those who have played Last of Us Two, you know that it does lead uh, leave on a bit of an open-ended note. Um, but more interesting point of this is they're done with Uncharted. They've 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 wrapped up their Uncharted story, which I I agree with. Any to Uncharted Four is 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 a nice little bow on that whole whole uh, quadrilogy um, mm. with an offshoot or two here, there. Um, and they're just looking towards new IPs, um, but they haven't haven't completely ruled out a uh, Last of Us 3, but they're not saying, hey, we're doing he's it. He's pretty busy at the moment. Well, he's also come out, like the studio's come out and said that they're now really debating how early they reveal new games. Um given what's been happening in the industry with people being like, when's your new shit coming out? And then you reveal it and then it's like, see you in a decade. Yeah. Just got to go back to work on this now. Like, yeah, if they're, they're now tossing delays, up, when, delays, when's, delays the, when's the perfect, yeah, delays and everything, but when's the perfect time to actually announce and go, you know, 
they're looking at shorter, like the way the article read was that he was actually looking at much shorter times to be like, we're pretty much about to go gold with this. Like, hey, guess what? Last was three is out in three months. And you go, what the fuck? Where, where did this come from? Holy shit. Hype just goes instantly up for it kind of thing. Well, you want just enough time for the media cycle, the the advertising cycle to, to take effect. Yeah. But you don't want to be stuck in this situation where you've announced something at an E3 and two years later your fans screaming at you saying, where the fuck's this game? Yeah. Uh, and then three delays have been announced and then you're losing fans as a studio, not as a game, like not for that game, but as the fucking studio, you're copying heat. Yeah. You're damned if you do or you're damned if you don't, though, because if you're not announcing games and people are saying, when the fuck's your next game coming? Well, yeah, it's more from the investors as well, the people behind it being like, no, you haven't produced anything. What's our money doing? Give it yeah. back. Yeah, and and then you and then we sit here on a podcast like this and bitch that the fucking games like movies and TV shows are just like crank the fucking handle and the sausage comes out and it looks exactly the same as the last one. Well, that's why, because you know, I believe that's what you complain about. I we're part of the problem. <laughs> that's a Pete line. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Trevor. I think I I think we're like the audience is part of the problem. We're demanding ever decreasing cycle times between games and movies and TV shows, oh, and it encourages a lack of creativity and originality. I don't, and- I don't agree with that. I, I absolutely disagree with that. I think the, the mm, let me rephrase that. I disagree with that to an extent because you get people like us who want quality content who aren't going, hey, where the fuck are, where the, where's the mm. fuck is your next announcement? Where's your gameplay trailer? Where's this? Where's that? That's all. I reckon that's like ten percent of the the vocal trolls that want to do it. The rest of us just now just want to sit back and go, "Hey, we've done our tenure with uh, like ten years worth of pre baked games hitting the market. Take your time. Don't announce. We also it. Don't, don't get stuck on that it. hype train much anymore either. As 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 we're getting older, we get less. Like we'll buy five or six games in a year, but we won't buy every game that's hyped up like we probably did in our twenties if we had the money. Yeah, because primarily on my side of it is half we of it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't have time. But, half but that's of my rubbish, point. Half of it is rubbish. We've just yeah. just gotten to a point where we don't need to jump on the hype train. We'll we'll grab shit that looks good, but we're not going to lose sleep if we don't. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then no, I'll about your last point. Before. I'll be right back. All right, yeah. I'll tell the last one you had before, uh, before Pete goes into a... Another deep dive into D&D licensing um, uh, in which I've definitely crafted some of those glasses that make it look like my eyes are open so I can sit there. I knew oh, you were still off. there. Right <laughs> off. I actually wasn't. I, I had to take my headphones off. I needed to close my curtain because um, five people have walked past the house since we started recording and given me weird looks because I can see through a window. And well, I've put got, your pants back on. I've got purple lights behind me. It makes me look like I'm running a brothel. Oh, you're a cam girl. I just need the <laughs> just need the visa logo in the window. Pete the cam girl. Mm. <laughs> anyway, carry Good on up. with your fucking news. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I said what back. I said. I'll be back. Well, we just had oh, uh, Mark poetic Hamill justice. Has, Mark Hamill poetic justice. No, no, it's bad news. Mark Hamill has uh, stated that he doubts he'll ever vo- voice the Joker again without Kevin Conroy to work opposite because they were such a team, which I think is a beautiful little sentiment yeah. from, from from Mark Hamill. Um, yeah. Who is, obviously, they were quite the pair of Joker Joker and, and Batman, and 
yeah, I think it would be weird to hear Mark Hamill's Joker up against any other one. Um, just wouldn't have the same kind of uh, same kind of feel to it. But, I agree. Uh, yeah. Did you, was it you? Was, was it you that sent me uh, the video of? It was. Yeah, of Kevin Conroy recording as Batman, but doing it live where you got to watch him, and he did the. He was doing the speech from the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing yeah. the rounds on 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 the Instagrams at the moment. Videos. Yeah, it gave me chills that one. Um, Peter. Yes, I'm not going to – my little rant I'm saving for Dan. Uh, so, Microsoft, Sony, and just just to say fuck you for what I'll he said while I was I'll take these glasses away. off then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all skipping E3 this year. I'm surprised E3 is going ahead. It's It's been a wind-up. Like, we've been saying for years that it's a it's a dead show. Like, it, they just need yeah. to cancel it. Um, but, and I think COVID probably signed the death warrant when they had to do everything remotely, and Microsoft and Sony realized, hey – we're doing a completely self-contained two-hour video and and labeling it as E3. Why don't we just take the E3 logo off and just release the content? And then we don't have to pay for any of the store exactly. fees or licensing yeah. so, fees. So, yeah. you know, I think that was the, the final death now. I mean, E3's oh, been pointless for years. But um, funnily enough, Microsoft have said they're actually going to release uh, a, lo- a long video about what they're doing this year at the same okay. time as E3. It's just not attached to E3. Well, because what's his name? Um, uh, the guy who does the the summer games show. That's on at the same time. Hmm. Jeff Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley. Yeah, he does the summer games fest, which is always kind of was like the the opener for E three, and now it's become a whole separate entity to that. Um, and it's gone ahead even when E three has been cancelled. So, yeah. Uh, all right, put your glasses on. This is going to take 10 seconds. I am very happy that we managed to get this news out before it went fucking viral because it was everywhere, this Dungeons & Dragons licensing controversy. But it's finished now. It's finally done. But just to recap, because there are a couple of things that happened in the last two weeks since we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So start to finish, OGL 1.1 leaks. Fans scream about the, the dodginess in the in the updated licensing agreement. Uh, Wizards of the the Coast claim that it was a draft copy. It was put out there. It was intended to be put out there for consideration, but then got caught out in a massive lie when several large companies came out and said, "Well, actually, they've been they've sent it to our lawyers a couple of months back and told us we had to sign it." So they didn't fucking leak it. They got caught in a bullshit lie, um, and due to the fan pressure, they basically. Backed out, backed out the changes. Said, actually, we need to to think about things. Fuck off, Tom. I didn't <laughs> but, do a thing. But then came out with, and I've got a little quote here. Uh, when they when they backpedaled, one of their quotes was uh, basically say fuck you to the fans. Second, you're going to hear people say that they won and we lost because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won, and so did we. And as a result of the contempt that they were showing their fan base, companies, big companies, including Critical Role, started talking about potentially abandoning D&D 5th edition and going back to Pathfinder, which is where they started. Because if it wasn't for Cobot Press and Critical Role and a few other large companies, D&D would still be dead. Pathfinder where, was bigger than it was. Where, 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 did, where, did, where did the company win? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That last that last line. I mean, I don't know enough about it. I know as much as uh, you've I've said you. on here. And while, while you've the, zoned out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
something like that. Uh, and the uh, the thumbnail tags on the mm. YouTube videos that I didn't watch. So they said uh, we're going. Like D&D. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. Well, basically, they said we're going to use uh, f- your feedback to come up with a better version of this new licensing agreement. And that quote that I put there about you know they won and so did we was a really aggressive, like a passive aggressive way of saying, and as a result, we make a better product because of your feedback. But it was a really shitty way to put it, and it was, yeah. and it's couched in a oh, bunch of other stuff that, that I didn't quote. Was it was it not to do with that thing that Ed was talking about with the um, the like marketing from the marketing point of view, like that? It was a the- PR. It was a PR message. But it, no, what Ed said was it looks like it was written by, like it's a PR fail. It looks like it was pumped right. out by a PR, com- PR company and it just failed. Um, in the end, because of a- all of AI, that shit. AI, yeah, chat, PR, chat GBT Pat, Pat, pumped it yeah, out. Pat, 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 <laughs> yeah, apology, apology letter. Um, but as a result of all of that, the controversy, getting caught in a lie and then telling your fans to go fuck yourself and your fans turning around and saying, well, actually, you know what? We're just going to move on to a different system. Mm. They've now gone all the way to... Uh, we'll just go with Creative Commons. They've basically relinquished all rights irrevocably forever to D&D 5th edition rule set. So they completely lost until D&D 6 because they get a big yeah. reset button for that once the yeah. once the noise dies down. Um, yeah. But like and, I said, I'm... And no sorry. real user then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, looks like a media embargo for PlayStation VR 2 was lifted a couple of weeks ago because... It, I think it was the day after we recorded our last podcast, I started seeing very early hands-on reviews, people getting like between 10 minutes and 60 minutes to play with the physical hardware. Mm. Um, All the reviews are sounding really good. The headset's comfortable. It's lightweight. The quality is like the actual graphic fidelity is amazing. Um, The controllers kind of have mixed reviews. Some are saying they feel cheap and flimsy. The others, others say they're really light, but they don't feel cheap. And so I'm okay. not. It's probably <laughs> that's a that's a real that's a real mixed bag there. Yeah, it's a complete like it was. It's funny because they both attributed the same property of the hand of the controllers to completely opposite ideas. They're mm. light, either means they're cheap and flimsy, or they're really fucking good. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. It's only three weeks away from release, or two weeks, two weeks away from release. Um, well, then I looked so- at- and then Sony put. Did you read that big FAQ they put up? Yeah. I did. There's not much. There wasn't much new information to learn from that that final FAQ. Mm. Um, the biggest problem is still the release lineup. There's only there's 30 games, and of them, there's maybe two or three, maybe five at an absolute stretch that would capture most people's attention. Yeah, right. So they've still got a massive problem with games, the same as they had with the original PSVR. It's simple. Re-release Skyrim VR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and every other game that's based on that same engine. Yeah. I, I can't remember which engine Skyrim used. But Ooh. it's probably the only PlayStation VR um, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls game we'll ever get now that Microsoft have bought Bethesda and, and flushed it down a toilet. Yeah, uh, I, d- I don't know stains. that the next Elder Scrolls will ever make it. Anyway. Um, and the last piece of news that I saw was uh, Flash. They're rewriting ah! Flash again. Oh, wrong uh, they're now dropping the cameos for, for Michael Keaton 
uh, Sasha Calais, who was playing Supergirl, and Henry Cavill as Superman. Did anyone else find in that James Gunn video that he was just, he was, it was someone was off screen with a very large rifle pointed at him saying, <laughs> say nice things about the Flash now or you get it on screen. It like- felt really forced and fake. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he brushed over it pretty quick. But he was yeah. super enthusiastic, like more mm. so than he should have been. I was just like, yeah. mm, mm. it's just a smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. <laughs> yeah. I just, I still, I know I bring this up every time that we, 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 the flash comes into the news somehow. I just, just fucking drop it. Just get rid of they, it. Forget yeah, about I it. I totally agree. D- write yeah, your losses you lost off, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Get on it's, with it. It's it's past. You there's like there is no way this is going to be a hit now. Anyway, even yeah. even if it was the most spectacular movie ever, you still got a alleged groomer. Mm, yeah, let's say alleged. Let's go with alleged. Let, I let's go with alleged. I, no interest in following that story no, anymore. Exactly. Um, he's a thief. He's a he's a certified thief. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's been charged with assault and and that stuck and domestic violence and theft. So whether he's a groomer or not, he's still a bad dude and I don't really want to support him. Do you reckon when he was stealing the things, he tried to like run through really quickly and pick it up? (laughs) Interesting character. Thought he'd get away with it. Stop. Anyway. Uh, but it, I mean, these people You're probably right. don't want to be associated. Keaton's probably gone. No, fuck that. I don't. I don't. I don't want my name attached to this. And Cavill, yeah, I, I imagine almost he guarantee pull, he, he has gone. Yeah. Do not put me in this. I do not. I do not want to be seen in this anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. the how do you pronounce her last name? Calais. I assume it's Calais. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, she's gonna miss an opportunity to go into potentially yeah. what could have been a huge franchise. So. She seems to be well. I mean, I don't know who else is going to be in it, but I mean, if she's the uh, one of the main ones that's being dropped from it, she's missed what could have been a huge stepping stone for her. And you know what sucks for her? So, you know what sucks for her? The only thing that she's known for, uh, other than that, other than Flash as Supergirl, was The Young and the Restless. Oh God! She was in. She so it looks like that's basically her entire career. And she's a Bostonian. Yeah. She's done, and, she's done 273 episodes of The Young and the Restless. Oh, and they're all recorded and, in one day because they're yeah, all, they're, it's all like five, like 30-second lots and then they flick to the next scene and you don't come back to that scene for another three days. <laughs> well, hey, as, long, as, as long as she gets paid for it. like good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, just, just, just to clarify, though, you, Dan, you're absolutely spot on. It's 2018 ah. to 2021. She was in 300, 273 episodes in the space of three fucking years. Yeah. Do the math on that. Let's like 10 episodes a day or something. That's crazy. Anyway. Um, yes. So, yeah, yeah you're, but, that's, you're right. but that's what that they would do. hurt they- her career hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Massively. And you've got to, you've got to feel for her. And I, I just, I just punched in her name. And I remember seeing that first on set photo with her in that, the, the mm. high red topped suit that looks pretty cool. And we never mm. got to see. Anything more than that, so I think it would have been it's it's a it's an opportunity lost for her. Um, Cavill and Keaton are sitting pretty; they don't need. Uh, they yeah, have got more. enough. They want to get the <laughs> fuck away. <laughs> so yeah, a shame. Yeah, a shame. I just uh, just CG him out. Just CG Grant Gustin in. Just put him as a make flash. Just, just a complete blur. See, see, just, just put a just look. put a speed blur over it the whole time. <laughs> like he's fucking vibrating. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. See, the other thing to like the other the other part of what you said that makes it even more correct is even if it's the most spectacular Flash movie ever made, we still already know there isn't ever going to be a follow up. So what's the fucking point? Mm. You're not going to invest in this as a universe. You're not going to invest in the consequences of the movie because they've already said they're going to hit the big delete button as soon as it's done. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're it's- using that's the whole thing that James Gunn said is he's using Flash as the reset. And now he's yeah. he's unwinding part of the reset. So I just feel like they're maybe Dan's right. Maybe they're just lining it up to knock it over and that they're going to cancel the film. Maybe. Could just be a long, slow death and who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe if they get maybe they get James Gunn to say that and then there's enough blowback from the community saying, Don't fucking release that shit, don't give him airtime, blah blah blah. They go, Look, we listen to you. We're yeah. now not going to release this because <laughs> yeah. you said you didn't want to see no, well, it. No, they can't so too much shit about it. We're going to respect your wishes and not put this out. Yeah. That'll uh, be the day. Maybe. Um, <laughs> you guys ready to review your next beers? Yep. I've got no sense of, of drinking time now that I'm not drinking. Well, I stopped on that other one and I heard Tom crack his, so. I'll be back to, to reviewing beers next episode, thankfully. Yay! Uh, I'll go first again because I am ready. Uh, this is uh, well. Why not a hazy pale from White Bay? Um, again, weird old art. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it's actually it's a, it feels like contact, like the picture <laughs> looks like school good. contact kind of stuff because it's so so shiny. Where's the microphone? It's mm. moving away from my head. Uh, it is four, four, sorry, five point three percent. They've done this weird thing where it's meant to be like film on the on the top and the bottom. Kind of see there. Oh like, yeah. Yep. And they've done the game. Celluloid. So when you're looking at the front of the can, the five point three is over this side, and it's rotated far enough, but it's upside down. So I read it wrong because um, I am smart. Uh, so this, yep, it's a hazy pal. They're using the um, experimental NZH one hundred two. Um, uh, it is, yeah, well, it's nice and nice and hazy. It's got that kind of, uh, quite soft self mouth feel. Um, it, it's tropical and citrus. It's not overpoweringly tropical and citrus. It's not like you're not getting smacked in the face with it. Um, it's, it's quite a nice little mix, which I'm assuming is coming from that, that hop that they haven't, you know, what they, haven't I named yet. I assume this is why they throw it out to, to brewers to use before they name it. So it's like, yeah, what flavors can you get out if you do it this way? What flavors can you do out if you do it this way kind of thing? I imagine um, they probably throw out three or four and see which one sticks and then name that one. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they do. Dan could probably jump in at any point Shed and some light. clarify or deny. The, well, or a, hop, a hop is in, I think shut the, the fuck up, anything. average hop is in <laughs> in development. I think it's it's something ridiculous like 14 years cheapest that it's in development for so from splicing the 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 plants together uh mm. to to growing crops to experimental crops to to um commercial crops to getting it into market with a designation uh to seeing if that's going to actually work commercially in the market seeing if it's still going to farm commercially uh once again like tom said put it in at all different times of boils, mix it with hops, mix it with uh, mm. other hops, mix it with different malts. And 
processes and everything like that and then and then maybe in two or three years after they get that first batch out into the commercial market because i could probably apply to get some of that um mm. if, if we wanted to put it in and that'll roll through for two or three years through a few breweries and plummets and everything like that if it's successful then then they'll name it and then they'll get it out there yeah okay it's a long um, fucking lead time it's it's insanity it's like to yeah. to think about i'm i'm sure i'll 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 come back to you on the the fourteen years, but I'm pretty sure and, it's something like that because I mean, you think about where the 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 beer industry was fourteen years ago, or even mm. let's let's call it five to eight years ago to where it is now. It, it's comp- it's a completely different thing, and you had to have these yeah. people with this foresight to go, hey, let's do this so it's popular in uh, mm. just over mm. a decade. <laughs> It's kind of it's it's funny because I mean you talk about um you know crossbreeding various plants to get a specific outcome and yet and taking fourteen years and yet geneticists on the other side of the world reckon it's only going to take two years to de-extinct a woolly mammoth. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they should be using CRISPR over in New Zealand for their next hop varietal. Then we can all grow a third eye. <laughs> yeah, you know I saw on a bottle of water yesterday, non-GE. No. Like, uh... I'd be worried the day we're genetically engineering our fucking water or GM, sorry, GM, yeah, modified, non-GM, GM modified. Yep. yeah, <laughs> modify the crap out of me. I don't give a flying fuck. Whatever, <laughs> made me live longer. Sorry, Tom, you'll I be won't it. live any longer. I'll end up in a horrible Wolverine-style jump accident where I think I'm going to land it and survive it, and I won't. Um, don't look up. Well, my friends have been saying that for years. They're like, don't go near. No, Tom, don't watch Wolverine near a balcony, Tom. You will try and <laughs> claw stab someone off the top. Um, this is a, 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 it's a good example of a, a nice, stronger, hazy pale. I wouldn't say it's a great example. Um, especially the way they describe like the intense, like on the back, like not intense, the, the, the tropical fruitness, the red, like the red fruit and candied, they say candied citrus. Mm. Like I don't get enough of that, like sweet character, like that they're talking about. And when I'm thinking, I, like, I wouldn't. I'm not sure when I like red fruit, if they're, they mean like red apples, like there's a bit of that kind of like when you, it's like the thing though, when you think that flavor, like that suddenly appears in your palate. So now I don't know if I'm doing that to myself or if it's meant to be a desired flavor, but I'm definitely still getting a bit of that, um, that diesel New Zealand character we've talked about before, um, that quite earthy characteristic, um, which, which is, which is working, but it's, it's not quite in balance in this. And I, and that's, like they said, they're using the experimental hop. You're never going to get mm. it right with one of those. Um, but I, I'm, I, yeah, I think it's a solid four. Um, it's just you know knowing the caliber of the the hazy pale style that White Bay put out. It's it's not one of their greatest, but it is still a it's still a very drinkable beer. Um, and yeah, they're not being too boozy, but got enough there that you know it's 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 carrying carrying all those flavors. But yeah, so it's solid four. Yeah, cool. Mine is also going to be a four. I don't have the heart. I don't have it in my heart to go quarter points tonight. We'll get to that. We'll get to those shenanigans again in the future. Uh, I have the Astral Project Pinot Pinot Gris rinsed R I N S E D farmhouse sour. Too much light here. Too much light. No, no. There we go. There we go. There we. Go. Oh yeah. It is by what well, says Cannon 
canned and produced by the Loophole Brewing Company in collaboration with Cafe uh, Cape Jaffa Wines, Limestone Coast Road, Mount Benson, via Robe, South Australia. Right. Yep. Uh, didn't it didn't mean all those areas mean nothing to me as well. But uh, you know what? They made a fucking awesome farmhouse beer. It's great. There is hey, way too much. There is way too much writing on the back of the can for my liking. Um, it's a three-page novel. This yep, uh, and it's yeah, all in right. cursive, and I don't read cursive, <laughs> so I'm not even it, like it, it's literally in cursive print, and it, like it just it looks like a whole bunch of loops and flicks to me, and I'm 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 done. My my brain also it looked like, like what was that white writing on a light yeah, pink can on on a peachy colored can? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I'm I'm struggling to even find the fucking beer. I found lots of Astral Projects Pinot Gris Sour from it's a loophole collab with Valhalla Brewing, but that's no. a different beer. Yep. Rinsed farmhouse just- sour. Five point two percent. It's it's a cracking farmhouse sour. It's really good. It's got some real sort of peachy and lemony characters to it. Some a little little bit little bit kind of Saison peppery. Um, it's only 5.2% and they put that nicely on the front of the can for the idiots out there like me. <laughs> it's got a little bit of light, light tartness to it. A little bit of, little bit of back, back palate funkiness. But other than that, it's a, it's a really awesome, awesome, just farmhouse happily just sit there and drink away on it. It was really mm. nice. I, if, if anybody likes these styles of beer. It's pretty textbook, pretty textbook. The only reason I don't give it the full five is I'd probably like a little bit more sourness and a little bit more funk to it. But mm. other than that, the, the, the farmhouse flavor characteristics there are bang on. It's great. The, the, you know what? This is go awesome in a barrel. If they put that in an oak barrel for a little while and just soaked up some of that woodiness in it. It'd be, it that'd was. Just, just top it off. Oh, did it? Well, put it this way. This is what I'm reading. As we talk, because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck the Astral Project is, because it looks like there's about 50 beers from three different breweries labeled under the Astral Project that all came mm-hmm. out at roughly the same time. Um, as we tucked our 2022 Astral Project hand-picked biodynamic Pinot Gris Sour to barrel, we were also busy making another light, bright wort. So maybe it's not barrel. Maybe they put something else in barrels. I think they put the wine into barrel. You might be right. We rinsed the second That's year the skins. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Second year skins, we rinsed the yeah. second year skins and culture with this wort, where it underwent an open ferment, uh, followed by four months of conditioning and stainless textured delight. Having spent time on yeast lees, this farmhouse style sour throws flavors of pear into parshi. pH sits at three and a half. It's it, interesting it, it, they put a pH level. Throws, throws flavors tapachi, of what? Tapash, tapachi. I don't know what that fucking word is. Beyond beyond my realm of knowledge. <laughs> it's a fruit of some kind. Okay. Um, but yeah, this would this would benefit from this would I shouldn't say benefit because benefit's wrong. This would be elevated by some time in barrel. Because yeah. it's a really yeah, okay. nice farmhouse beer and just to throw it in barrel and get a little bit of woodiness to it, a little bit of dry oaky tannin to it would be yeah, just uh, perfect. The Astral Project appears to be all loophole brewing, so they're the main brewery behind mm-hmm. it. There's got four. There's a Merlot Sour. Merlot Sour. What the <laughs> fuck did you just say, you with dumb your, idiot? With your Chardonnay. 
Um, <laughs> Shiraz Sour, a aged Shiraz Sour 2021 and a Minor Shiraz Sour. Um, they say on their Instagram it is part beer, part wine, all in collaboration with Cape Jaffa Wines, and it looks like they've used some other breweries in some of those beers as well. Yeah, okay. Cool. So yeah. I'm looking All at right. a, a Valhalla Brewing. Yeah, Valhalla was on, a collab. on Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, Interesting. And Tapashi is a, a fermented beverage made from the peel and the rind of pineapples along with Ooh. brown sugar. It's a Mexican drink. There you go. Some random useless factoids that you'll forget Just in five minutes. Add some Tapache to your Merlot and then <laughs> uppercut yourself in the face, Tom, you dumb fuckhead. <laughs> Wow. Some aggressiveness there. I need to direct it to myself. That's fine. Why did you delete some of the text in the show notes? No, you did, Peter. You're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's too much monster. Too much monster. (laughs) There you go. I I finished it. That's not what it said, and I don't remember what it said. Uh, No, it is what it said because I entered it. Why did you put my name against it? Because you've also watched the show. Okay. I think. All right. So I thought we'd do some quick reviews, <laughs> um, starting with Willow Season 1. Uh, I know we talked about it, I'm, so I'm not going to wax lyrical in, at any great length about it, but the, the season wrapped. I've watched the entirety of it now. Uh, and it, I, it was fun. I'd give it like a 7 or 8 out of 10. It's It did exactly what it set out to do. It's a spiritual successor to the original movie. It's the same level of doesn't take itself seriously fun. It's updated for a modern audience, so it is it is modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the themes have changed. There's a lot more diversity and inclusionism and um, and a lot less sexism, which does show in the original. And it's not flaunted in the original, but you do pick up on it in a couple of scenes, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about uh, a couple of episodes ago. I don't know that it has longevity, though. It was fun. It was... It has that, and I think these words are going to come up again when we talk about Hogwarts, but it has that um, almost childishness, childish innocence. It's not truly innocent because it is self-aware enough. There are sexual themes in it, but it is kind of that youthful exuberance that you get out of the original movie. Um, But at the same time, they've wrapped the story. They left it open enough that they could do a season two, but I kind of doubt that they'll get a season two greenlit. It hasn't been renewed yet, and I'm not convinced it will be, and I think that's probably an okay choice. I think it's good if they just won and done. So, bit of fun, worth watching. You've got some time, and you don't have to pay for it um, on one of your streaming services, but I wouldn't wouldn't drive across town to fucking watch it. In, yeah, I I haven't even it's 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 keep it keeps popping up as like you should watch this and I'm like, should I? Yeah. That's just my general yeah. response to it. Yeah. Yeah. Should I Disney yeah. Plus? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, just, I didn't have that connection to the original. I think that a yeah. uh, bunch of others have who have talked quite highly about it. So it's just like, yeah, I'd be. I'd actually. I haven't. I haven't looked at any reviews of it outside of the ones that we've had internally. Mm. Um, but I would be really interested to read someone's review of it as someone who's never seen the original and see if it still grabs them kind of thing. Because then it might be like, oh, okay, yeah. like. I mean, I'm not just going to take one random view and go, well, all right, I'm in. Sweet. Let's go. All right. A little time. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if there was a couple of those, like, you know, especially like a lot, lot uh, younger viewers who wouldn't have been around when the original came out to see if it's like, hey, we've never seen the original Willow, so we just jumped in the TV show and it's 
okay. I will say, like, it is it is probably aimed at, like, a, a teenage audience. Mm. Um, like, it's almost like a, what was that sparkly vampire fucking werewolves? Twilight. Twilight. It's kind of that ta- targeted audience. Mm. I, uh, maybe not, but it's certainly not aimed at 40-year-old men. So in fairness to it, like, and we weren't 40-year-old men when we were hooked on, like, when we watched the movie, right? So the only yeah. reason I would ever have, have watched it is because of its connection. You're absolutely right, Tom. Mm. Um, it didn't feel like a LucasArts film. LucasArts, now I'm showing my age. Like, it didn't feel like a Lucas film because that's mm. what the original was. It was a George Lucas property. Um, but it was good and it was different. It's like it felt original, if that makes sense, given how many kind of cyclic properties we have coming out at the moment. It, yeah. It, it was different. Um, and it's certainly built on the universe that was that was uh, established in the first movie. I mean, well, that's that's what you want when you got something like that spiritual successor, well, not even spiritual successor, but like not a direct sequel, but you want mm. it to be able to build on that. Well, it was a direct happened. sequel in the end. So, you know, oh, okay. the, in the movie, the whole movie centered around Willow rescuing a baby. Yeah. And in the series, the baby is now a teen girl. And right. the whole season's built around her adventure, her coming of age, you know, figuring out who she is adventure and a bunch of people around her are around the same age. So that's why I say it's targeted at late teens because the whole audience is essentially late teens other than some supporting cast and Willow himself. But, yeah, yeah no, it was good. Um, worth watching in comparison to the next one, which is Jurassic World Dominion. Thank fuck this is the last Jurassic Park film. I mean, you say even, that. You yeah. say even, that. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a big. That's a big. Well, bold I thought they, that's what they said. My, I thought that's what they said. They yeah, d- declared it was done. My nephews love dinosaurs, and they're going to grow up to go to an age where they're like, you know what? I love dinosaurs too, but we need more dinosaur movies, and they'll be like, then they you know need what? to start again. You get more dinosaur movies. They need to start again. They need to completely just get rid of the whole concept of Jurassic Park. The irony is, the second book from Crichton, the first and second book. Run circles around any of the movies they've made, other than the original. Like the first movie was great; it wasn't a true retelling. It of, definitely wasn't a true retelling. Yeah, um, but the second book, if they, I don't think they had the the capability, like the CGI capability, mm. to do the second book because they had, yeah. you know, invisible dinosaurs and shit. But um, yeah, I just think they need to declare the the fucking IP done and start from scratch, because even bringing back. Sam Neill and Laura Dern, um, all the like as many of the original characters as they could to try and resurrect it and marry it up to Jurassic Park, Marry's Jurassic World. It just fell flat. They didn't for me. Uh, CGI. No. What's his name back in? John Hammond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no CGI. The, the non Sir Attenborough. <laughs> Why? Why not? Why not? And it's a perfect opportunity. <laughs> Show off your uh, they, CGI. They also shots. could have they said they've, with- they've brought him back with Dino DNA. <laughs> yeah, spliced him into <laughs> you, it. You watch him in the corner fucking himself because look, they could change gender, asexual reproduction. There was a lot of that. And the and last certainly- thing I want to see in a Jurassic Park film <laughs> is, is a, John is Hammond an Attenborough <laughs> just bending himself into himself and then his brother going to town. His brother with some binoculars on the other side. Here we have in the wild a perfect example. Example. Oh, anyway, here we have in, just- here we have in the podcast an example of Pete's search history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, right next to cow hoofing videos. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Not good. I'm- not worth it. Not even worth having a few having a few beers and sitting there and just watching no, you- some dinos. Maybe into each it's other. a four twenty film. 
and not being a smoker, I, I, you know, can't identify the ones that are on the cusp. Right. Um, but yeah, unless you're on something that you shouldn't be, I just don't see any value. There's so many, so much better shit to zone out to. The only value I got out of that movie was it introduced a bunch of dinosaurs that I'd never heard of. And when I was a kid growing up, I could name easily over a hundred dinosaurs. Mm. It was a thing that I did in school. So I used to get the shit kicked out of me for it, but I did it. Um, I was obsessed with dinos um, and a bunch that I'd never heard of. Uh, and then it had me did off you, Googling and Wikipediaing okay. feathered dinosaurs. Say, and did we did you actually research and make yes, sure they weren't just made up shit no, for no, the no. thing? Yeah, cool. But every fucking type of raptor that we've discovered got mm. just jammed into the film. We've got fire pyraptors and velociraptors and fucking this and that and the other. Um, but, yeah, there is actually evidence for feathered dinosaurs. And certainly mm. our understanding of the evolution of dinosaurs has changed dramatically in the last 10 years. So we went from when we were kids, we think a media might have blown up the dinosaurs. We're not sure, but we think that's what happened to there's the fucking, there's the media, there's the, uh, there's the parts of the media in, mm. in, um, in what do you call it, museums, and there's the crater on the map. Oh, and by the way, here's the genetic evidence to show how dinosaurs turned into birds. So that's a thing now. That's fact rather than conjecture. Uh, and here's some feathers on our bird, on our dinosaurs. So yeah, I shit's mean, moved on. Also, have you ever seen a cassowary? It's a fucking dinosaur. Like it's a living yeah. dinosaur. Those things. But are that terrifying. was the joke in the original, the original Jurassic Park. You know when he when uh, he's a ten foot turkey. Yes, that whole scene was mm. based on them at the time thinking that dinosaurs probably evolved into to birds, but mm. real paleontologists hadn't decided if that was fact or just a theory. Yeah. They've since established that that is exactly what happened. That's quite interesting. Anyway, um, and he makes jokes about that. Sam Neill made a joke referencing that scene in mm. Dominion saying, actually, it turns out that they don't devour you live and that whole sequence, that whole speech he gave was actually, we've since disproven it. That's yeah. not what the velociraptors didn't kill like that. So anyway, still a fucking terrible movie. It's just science is cool. That was my takeaway. <laughs> it's also... It reminds me of the Rick and Morty episode I watched today, which involved dinosaurs and media holes and them being <laughs> on skateboards and shit. So, you know, that's where my head went when you started talking about the that episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject here with, uh, with, with dinosaurs with guns in outer space. Um, <laughs> have you seen the trailer? Go on. Dan or, enters the chat. <laughs> yeah, Dan enters the chat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's his name? Who's the dude that played fucking Kylo Ren? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Minnie's, Minnie's brother. New movie is, uh, it's called 64. Have you guys not seen the trailer for this? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly so what you're talking he's, about. Yeah. He's like a space trucker or something like that. And no, he's not really. Uh, he's <laughs> flying flying a, a large- All right, deep purple. <laughs> <laughs> a large- uh, a large starship of some sort with um, like he's human- like so, maybe semi time travelly yeah, as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what it yeah, goes like through a wormhole. It's, it's they, which which they, Star Trek is that? I can't they remember. leave it um, pretty am- ambiguous in the trailer, and he yeah. crashes on a planet. There's one young girl that comes out of cryosleep that survived the crash. He's on a planet. He's got sci-fi aged uh, sci-fi tech weapons, like really it's. Great, he's trick a time mines traveler. and 
everything like that, uh, and he's crashed on a planet full of dinosaurs. And hmm. he fights them with guns, and there's a Tyrannosaur coming through a waterfall, and that's all you need to know <laughs> to go and see the movie. So it is time travel, and it's Earth. Because it's not called 64. Oh, come on, man. You just fucking spoiled that shit for me. It's, it's on the, it's on the poster. The... It's oh, on the it? poster, and the, and the movie's that. called 65, not 64, if you're trying oh, to IMDb well, it like I am. Whatever. And it's 65 it million sounds, years ago. It prehistoric sounds like just had a visitor. It should just be called Two Rock. <laughs> I just did a perfect, perfect reenactment, a perfect audio reenactment of what comes out in the trailer and what this movie is. He did. I've and seen the trailer and I knew exactly about. what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and you're criticizing me for one I fucking I didn't number. criticize you. I just said that you got the <laughs> yeah, name wrong. whatever. Fuck off. Get on to your next one. No, anyway. <laughs> 60. I- <laughs> if we were I- here in person, I'd throttle you now. I think sixty-five. I think it just looks like a bit of a fun popcorn movie. It'll yeah, probably, it does. It'll be. It'll probably be a, a Netflix streaming or a, like it'll straight to Dis- DVD, Disney, Disney streaming or something like that. But I just think it looks oh, like if, a, if a bit it fun. gets a cinema release, I am, I am there. You know what? I'm I'm going to go and see if it comes out in the cinema as well. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Treason. That'd that'd be a four twenty movie to see in the cinemas. No, it'd be fucking terrifying if you were high. <laughs> just sitting there, if a fucking dino's coming at you through a waterfall and you're blazed out of your mind, you'd be like, I am going to literally shit myself. <laughs> I got really stoned and when they re-released Jurassic Park, really stoned and went and saw that in gold class. That was good. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, treason. Treason. You're right. I had to look it up, but you're right. It's funny because I went down a rabbit hole after watching Treason. I went and watched uh, Slow Horses. Uh, I think there's two seasons out out on. Is that the sequel to Wild Horses? No. Um, actually, it's. I don't have any intent of talking about slow horses, and fuck you. Also, um, <laughs> every time it comes up, I'm going to do it. You know that because it's <laughs> because yeah. it's it's not it's it's not relevant to our show. It's not pop culture, but slow horses fucking neither is treason to be honest. Gary Oldman, uh, Apple TV Plus, fucking brilliant. Right. English spy show. Definitely worth watching if you have Apple TV+. Plus. Treason's Back to applicable treason. to our, our podcast. Because the actor was in a DC property once. Sorry, Marvel property once. No, it's, it's recent pop culture. Covered. Yeah, I mean- in the- It's a TV show we're reviewing. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So did I. I thought it was brilliant. It's Charlie Cox Tell me what for the those fuck it's about. Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox <laughs> plays a MI6 agent who gets promoted through circumstances to become the head of the MI6 and then in, there's this other plot going on about whether or not he's a treasonous agent, if he's a double agent or not. Um, Russian spies. Russian spies. It's, it's all it's, seen in England. Yeah. But It just MI6, feels like Russian really spies. good, solid Cold War era shit. Like, yeah, Russians. And, they're yeah. probably nice people, but they're great villains. Yeah. It's written by the guy who wrote The Bridge of Spies, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Bridge of Spies was the um, Tom Hanks hmm. uh, Cold War based on a true story um, movie slash book. So, uh, yeah, this was excellent. I give it a 10 out of 10. Fucking yeah, fantastic. Yeah, really recommend it. It's, um, but it was also, it was funny because Pete and I were talking about it on a, on a side note about there was that article that came out after the first season or first two seasons of Daredevil where Charlie... Cox talks about how he struggled to get roles after Daredevil because he taught himself not to look at people's eyes to do the blind 
like without any 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 eye like, contact eye contact or contacts to like to mask where his eyes were going um and i think it's one of those things that i kind of psyched myself out because i just could not stop focusing on where his eyes were going when he was talking to people. You definitely like his, did because he's he was perfect in this. Like he he had no yeah, problem with eye contact. Like there was there were times where I I definitely got so caught up in the story I didn't notice it. But there were a few times where it was like really in, like especially really passionate talks with um his wife who is played by Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. She was in Game of Thrones. I can't remember her first name. He's probably IMDbing it. Come on, beat Una Una Chaplin. She's yeah. She was brilliant in it too. Yeah. I don't think I've seen her before, but she was um, Rob Stark's wife in Game of Thrones. She got stabbed when she was pregnant. Oh, uh, the Red Wedding. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's some like some like like really intense family scenes between them, and yeah, I definitely I I think I definitely psyched myself out where I was just like, just look in her eyes, man. Just just look in her eyes. Like she's she's your <laughs> wife. Come on, like. But. And, uh, um- yeah, some brilliant acting all around, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was also so Kyron Hines, which uh, you probably don't know the name of. I don't, but uh, I recognized him immediately because he's been in a bunch of shit. Uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, the woman, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. That's where you, most people would know him from. Um, and Alex Kingston, who is River Song from Doctor Who, who Dan and I actually, um, we didn't meet, shake hands meet, but we saw in person when we went to a... Um, Convention once. Yeah. Um, Very good yeah, show. It's, it's what, eight eight episodes? Six, eight episodes, something like that? Uh, They're about 40 minutes long. Just some, some good quality uh, spy-ish five, thriller. Five episodes. Five total episodes. of three and a half hours. There you go. I mean, it's shorter than most fucking Marvel films. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hello, sweetie. There you go. That's her. Yeah. Alex Kingston. I didn't know. That, I didn't recall that you had that signed by her. I did. Excellent. That's what you must have been doing a lot while I was getting Matt Smith's photo, photo. signature. Yeah, that's what been. it would have yeah. been. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, lovely, thanks for bringing that. She was, and she's just got that. She's got that really awesome feminine vibe around her. There's just something about her that's that's <laughs> charismatic. Very, very strong character actor. She's still got a massive yes. mane of hair. No, she had it tied, she had it tied back, but it oh, was—you could tell it was—it was waiting to burst out. Oh, I don't know how she tames <laughs> that. There's so much hair there, it's gorgeous hair, but God, yeah, there's is. so much of it. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Tom. I'd forgotten about that show because I wrote it off as not relevant to the podcast. So, uh, and if you enjoy trees, and go and watch Slow Horses on Disney Plus. That's that's uh, Gary Oldman is a brilliant actor. Fuck you guys, seriously. <laughs> fuck you guys. Slow horses. It's just not not an attractive name for a show. It's I not just- supposed to be. It's not su- so. It's a representation of the the misfits and the the guys that got thrown out of MI five proper. They didn't do anything bad enough to quite get expelled, but they're just shit. They're the garbage, and they go into a unit down the road in shit town. Call and they nickname the slow horses because they're fucking slow and they're never going to win a race. And Gary Oldman's the old alcoholic heavily smoking, literally has like pit stains on his jacket that he's never washed Mm. and he farts his way through scenes and just fucking broken human leading this team of fucked up like refuse from MI5 and yet they're the centre of attention for two seasons. First season was a British um, terrorist false flag plot, which was a really cool original story. Um kind of like 
uh, right-wing extremist false flag terrorism. And then the second season was uh, uh, Russian spies. And just both stories are just really fucking well written. They read like a, or they they play like a um, a Grisham novel, or a, not a Grisham novel, sorry, a um, a Tom Clancy novel. That quality of spy, and it's and the thing that re- I connected with in both Treason and that is it's it's British spycraft for a change. Mm. A bit over the CIA, but it's not, it's not, it's not Bond fucking, over the top spycraft. No, yeah, no, yeah. Mm. yeah, it's far more realistic. Mm. Shall we? Have a couple of first impressions before we go on a break. Sure. Right. Hogwarts. Now you've you've had what four or five hours, maybe. No, nah, I've um, I've literally got finished up the to game. The, yeah, I finished <laughs> the game, platinumed it. Um, I stopped time in the last twelve hours, and I wondering why I was feeling hungry. And I've been living just in a cave, playing playing wizards. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. I, I literally, before we started, I was eating eating my dinner and trying to get up to the sorting ceremony. So I'm that's how far I've gotten. I had to I had to re jig all the save files on my PlayStation, which took fucking hours. Mm. Um but yes, so I've I've Even dived installing into the, games the, take the, hours. Pro, the prologue prologue mission. Um learnt a few spells, um threw some things at people and uh yeah. Apparently pissed off a goblin. So, you know, day complete for me. It's basically just a day at work. <laughs> the prologue was excellent. Yeah. This is going to be completely spoiler free, by the way, um, as is the next topic. But um, so because it's literally it came out yesterday. It's actually only out for deluxe edition owners. And yeah, the, I had some games- really pissed off friends when I was like, they're like, what are you doing this afternoon? I was like, I'm going home early from work to play Hogwarts. They're like, it doesn't come out till Friday. I was like, sure, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so if you bought Whoops. the deluxe edition for an extra ten bucks or whatever it is, it's funny because I you got it three I, days early. Yeah, I, I assume that you, you are the same, but I paid a hundred bucks for it uh, for pre order, and yet the sticker on the front said one hundred and ten. So I don't know if they bumped the price up if you didn't pre order it, and if you want to buy it off the shelf in the deluxe version. No, I think that's just JB because you got it from JB. Yeah, I did. Yeah, JB usually knocked ten bucks off the price of those things. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, it's. Really fun. It's quite addictive so far. I mean, I'm nine, eight or nine hours in. So I played it yesterday afternoon after business hours, uh, which is relevant to me at the moment. Um, and I played a little bit this afternoon as well. And you, I could easily get lost in it. I'm making a point of not getting lost in it. It's very pretty. It's, it's got that same same funness as the series. Um, it's clearly aimed somewhere between the you know, late teens, probably all the way down to, to kids who like the Harry Potter Harry Potter IP, all the way up to adults who grew up with those shows. Because that's that's 15 years old now, Harry Potter. Got to be. 20. Yeah, so you're 20? Wow. Well, that's and that's not counting when the books first came out. Yeah, you're right, 2001. The movie's, the movie's 22 had their 20-year reunion on, and they filmed it. It was released so if you were, last year. So if you were 14, 15, which is probably around the target audience um, in 2021, you're in your 30s now, 20s, late 20s to- You're in your 14s 30. and 15s in 2021 and now you're in your 30s. Like I'm oh, good at freezing okay. time, but I'm not that good at freezing time. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's, I mean, you can see elements that are aimed I, at I a younger in, audience. I was in high school when the Harry Potters were all coming out. Like, Yeah, okay. So yeah, you you if you grew up with it in the end of like your so it was around 
like Emma would have been year five, year six when it when it was the first movies came out. Such the the books really hit the shores in in the US. Probably listening to this and going to say no, that's wrong, Tom. You're years off, which I probably am. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely you'd be in your in your thirties if you're out when the when the books were first released. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be yeah mid thirties. Hmm. Uh, I actually just did the math because to figure out what the fuck I'd done wrong. But yes, mid thirties. Um, you can still see some elements aimed at a younger audience. Like when you learn spells, you literally have to use your um, thumbstick and hit the right buttons in sequence to swish on the screen. Hmm. Um, it's not overdone, and once you do it the first time, you never have to do it again for that spell. That's how you learn spells. Uh, the broom travel is brilliant. So I've gotten. I'm at a point where I've got my house, the the room of requirement, which is kind of very well uh, advertised. That that's how you have a like a permanent persistent home that you can customize the shit out of. Mm. Uh, and I can fly around the world in a broom. I will tell you this. Hogwarts Castle is humongous. You can lose hours just exploring it. It is just a labyrinth of fucking rooms and shit to explore. Um, it's fun. It's interesting. It's pretty. It's built in the Unreal Engine, um, and oh, it, it definitely feels like like it's playing stylistic. It, I'm playing it in the the highest high high like HDR high fidelity. Mode. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Like, and I'm, I haven't even got to like the the sprawling countryside bits. I've just mm. been in internal bits. But even like running through the 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 on like it was a cutscene when you're going through the Gringotts Bank on the on essentially the roller coaster ride. Yeah, and I was just like, "Holy shit, that's yeah, that looks incredible." It's pretty, yeah. And and you know what's funny about it though? It's it's very pretty, but in a, I feel like they've made some conscious choices to keep the character models cartoonish or stylistic. Yeah, no, there's a stylistic you, choice there. Yeah, it it's not hyper realistic. Yeah, think, which I think adds to it the fantasy certainly. Element. Huge polygon count, like, you know, because some games these days have dated really badly where you can actually see the jawline's fucking jagged edges. Hmm. Um, so the, there's none of that, and yet the texture quality is not mind-blowingly good. So they've certainly made some conscious choices um, to make it look a bit more cartoony, I think. Yeah, but I guess it's one of those games that you will be primarily focusing on the back of their head. Yeah, when yeah. you're running and, around, and you and want you want to focus bugs. more, yeah, and you want to focus more on 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 what the scenery is in front of you for that kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I'm impressed, very impressed. Mm. Yeah, Good even the, like the little like the two hours I played this afternoon, like I was just like, you you, you get a kind of sense. You're like, oh yeah, this is going to develop into a really good game. Yeah, and it's open world, and there is a fuck ton to do. Brew potions, plants like grow plants as material components for your potions or you can just go buy them it's up to you you can go and explore you can there's lots of collection quests mm. lots of lots of shit to do so it's quite a well populated world and i've only flown around hogwarts castle in the immediate vicinity and the map is huge mm. so beyond hogwarts itself being hours of exploration hours of exploration the yeah. actual game map is fucking massive in comparison so yeah um and the last thing I wanted to cover off quickly before we go to break, unless anyone else has anything to add on the end, is The Last of Us TV series. Mm -hmm. Spoiler free, really, really high level because obviously- I've got one very quick thing after this, Pete. Cool, cool, good. Um, i got to say, The Last of Us TV series is fucking impressing the hell out of me. Um, 
one of the two directors slash writers was the co-director for the game. So mm-hmm. Neil Druckmann. That's what he's doing at the moment instead of working on the next Last of Us. He's writing for the TV series. And it's they've made some really I feel they've so there are some differences between the games and the and and the mo- and the TV series. Mm. Mechanically, I feel like they had to make some changes because if you think about the game, you learnt a lot about the background context of the world by picking up and reading books and notes and stuff, and you can't really do that in a TV series. Um, there was a level of authorial voice in the games that they had to replace. So the way that they've modified the show and they've added a little bit more backstory and they've spent more time, you know, developing characters that play a tiny piece in the game to give them that level of importance in the game translated into TV. Um, it's so seamless where they've made a choice to we're going to spend more time on one of the characters that you didn't see much of in the game. It feels like it should have been in the game. It's just perfectly seamless. It's representative of the characters from the game, but it extends the story perfectly. Very, very impressed with it so far. And cool to see a bunch of actors coming back from the games. So there's only one actor that played a part in the game who plays the same part in the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the head of the Fireflies in the starting town. Tess? No. <laughs> no, it's not Tess. Um, no, because fucking- the voice actress from Tess passed away. Okay. I- yes. Um, like this week from cancer. Yeah. Uh, she'd been battling it for two or three years. I'm just looking it up now. Uh, where is she? She's the African-American Firefly that, leader. I know that Troy Baker's in it as a different character, but he's yep. on the flip side. Yeah, so he's him. part of the terrorists. Well, they're not, ter- they're not terrorists. They're, they're humans, hmm. the non-army humans. Um, it's going to bug me, so I need to find it, and I can't. I'm looking at episode one list of actors and she's oh there is she Marlene. Merle Merle Dandridge was the okay. actress that voiced her. Um also plays her in the show. But the rest of the actors are like Ashley Johnson's coming in to mm-hmm. play a character, but obviously she can't play um Ellie. Um and a, a few others have come back to to play parts in the series as well. But seriously, I highly recommend watching it. It's really turning into something very fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I just want to wait. I want to wait till it's all out. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. And I want to watch it because it's one of those ones I know I'll probably have to watch by myself. So it's like, you know, I might take an extra day off one week and just sit there and put the blackout curtains closed and just disappear into The Last of Us again. There is a difference in the tension between the games, obviously, because the games you can spend 40 minutes in one scene building up tension and you can't do that in a TV series. You're going to have to build it up really quickly mm. and then deliver. But they nailed the fuck out of the clickers. Nailed the fuck out of it visually. Well, see, it's in terms the original of the voices factor. of the clickers have come back too, Yeah, which yep. I thought was cool. Yeah, But the prosthetics are perfect. The original mm. um, art designer from the game um, apparently came in and, and did some consulting for the prosthetics and he said they're exactly what we wanted them to be in the games. Cool. Um, they also modified the cordyceps a little bit because there's some shit that didn't translate well. 
Mm. So like spores in the game, you have to put on a gas mask to walk through spore-infected areas. doesn't really work when you think about the physics of the real world because spores are everywhere. Um, so they couldn't really translate that to the show, so they came up with something different, which is more based on the reality of how funguses communicate as a as a um, a hive organism when there's a lot of them. Like the redwood forests are all one tree, mm. even though they're separate trees. Apparently, funguses are very similar. They can communicate with each other through this complex language of, of uh, chemicals um, through a network. So they've kind of modified Cordyceps slightly to make it more realistic, but also translate better into TV. So yeah, right. You you wonder why it's taken us this long? Like, I'm glad we've finally gotten there, but it's why is it taken us this long to get to someone finally doing? a video game property correctly in a different media it's to, to to making the right choices of bringing the voice actors in the actors in the original art designers the original directors of the games like mm. it's just logic it's absolutely logic and the rest <laughs> well, of the fucking no, it comes yeah. from the tv and movie studios not taking game studios seriously until seriously. now yeah. realizing that they're as equally a billion-dollar industry as, as movie and TV. Yeah. But you also have to wonder, like, there's two modes or there's two there's two um, kind of starting impetuses for, for these kinds of TV shows and game, uh, mm. movies, and you have to wonder, is there a correlation between successful versus unsuccessful when, you know, the game director sitting around one day saying, you know what, let's get a good writer in and a good studio and let's pitch this at Netflix and the idea for the TV show originates with the IP holder versus how many shows are a bunch of fucking, um, you know, money makers sitting in Netflix studios. I'm not, I'm picking on Netflix because they're low hanging fruit. It could be anyone, Amazon studio yeah. saying, what's our next property to make a bazillion dollars? Oh, fuck it. Let's just retell the story of God of War. Mm. So yeah, unbound <clears throat> egos getting involved where they shouldn't be getting involved. Yes. Money Which involved. I- <clears throat> and, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I'm I love Mondays for the fact that Last of Us comes out on Monday night. It's brilliant. Well, you remember, you get a second episode early this week. Oh, do we? Episode five comes out early because otherwise it would be conflicting with the Super Bowl. In Super the US. Bowl. Excellent. Fantastic. I've never haven't seen Pete's eyes light up like that in a long honestly, time. Honestly, it's it is that good. It really is genuinely that good. Yeah. Um, They've really fucking nailed it. And and as much as you have to get over the characters not look or the actors not looking like the characters from the game. If you can get around the them not looking like Joel and Ellie, hmm. their personalities, their acting perfectly suits the personalities established in the game. No, I mean I've I've seen a bunch of clips, especially IGN have done on like the little Instagram reels where they've they've put up Top is top is the show, bottom is the game, and it's like mm-hmm. how di- how directly they've copied, even to the point where you know it's uh, the the ambush scene from from the first yep. game, that was- and it's it's the way Joel moves his hand in the car when he's driving, and like the position that Ellie sits in in the seat, it's like it's it's that close and stuff. And even just watching those things, and like it's a you know twenty second clip, it's like I'm already like yeah, I, mean, look, I gave shit for. Um, Pedro Pascal for not being able to grow a full beard like yours truly, but like, I look <laughs> and it, it does I'm look like, like they spray painted that white beard, like yeah, that yeah, white I, hair yeah, frost through. That, yeah. But it's just like you can just tell by this, like he's just such a quality actor. You're just like whatever, I don't give a fuck. 
Like, but they shit. made a, But it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Dan. They made a conscious choice to say we're acceptable. It's acceptable to us to deviate from the visual look of the actors matching to mm. find actors who could match the character personalities better. Bella Ramsey nails Ellie's "fuck you." I'm like that brave front that she puts on in the game. She she's she's you know she's a bluffer. She's dealing with. PTSD by pretending it doesn't affect her and just being snappy and bitchy, but then there's this really warm center to her that that comes out as the game progresses. But Bella, she doesn't look a million miles off. What Ellie? No, she doesn't. But it is what has polarized the audiences that are fans of the games. Half of the audience are like, we don't care, and the other half are like, fuck this show. She doesn't look anything like her. They should never have cast her. And it's still going on, yeah. even though we're now four episodes in and. As you said, Tom, very rare. Ratings are going up each episode. Yeah, episode four was sixty percent above the premiere. It's crazy. Mm. Um, understandable, and yeah, um, and the use of negative space too. They've spent a lot of time making sure that the cinematography equals the beauty, which was part of the game's del- like story delivery vehicle. Was we're portraying the most fucked up post apocalyptic world. Mm. in a very beautiful way in the games. Like there's some sunset sequences that are gorgeous in those games. Yeah. There's a lot of use of negative space very effectively. There's, you know, Mother Earth is reclaiming these cities and there's a lot of that kind of juxtaposition in the game and they've perfectly reflected that in the cinematography in the show. So hopefully that's spoiler free. It wasn't quite short, but... As as I as short as I expected it to be, but it's spoiler free. Mm. Go and watch it; it's brilliant. What was your little thing, Tom? I have changed my mind, Pete, because it really fits in in a different section. So okay. I'm not going to merge two together. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anything to add, Dan? Before we go to break, oh. cool. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Also, if you want to sponsor our show, please get in touch. Admin at p- pixelsandpines.com.au. Hey, and we're back after the break. We're going straight into third beers, please, gentlemen. I love how you've left the, the in the beer yourself in the beer list. I just took myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me sad. Oh. Um. I've got an interesting one, which is actually a sequel to a beer we've done before many moons ago. I'm having the T3022 IPA, which is a one drop. This is their new version of it. Uh, Synthetic IPA with clean fusion, 6.5%. I could read the very detailed description of each of the different... uh, ways they've used hops in this. Um, I think it's probably better if Pete throws it up in a, in a note than me rabbling on for um, for an hour. Uh, the like things to take radio. away from it, their computed IBU, sticking with the theme, you got to give them that, is 28.65. Uh, the hops they've used, the organic strain equivalent, Citra, Galaxy, Eldorado, Nelson Southern, and Nectaron. Um, their hop rate dosing is 22 grams per liter. 
And the first thing that happened, you guys may have noticed if you noticed it when I was doing it, is I was repeatedly smelling my glass because I was very confused. I had a roast chicken for dinner. It was delicious. Um, this smells like roast chicken. And I okay. don't know why. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just confusing. It's like um, they're in separate fridges. It's not like I've had the chicken left over sitting next to the can and, you know, it's seeped through onto the, the can, the, the wafting aromas of freshly cooked chicken. But that's exactly what this smells like. It's very fucking trippy. Yeah, it's it's chickeny. It's great. <laughs> um, I love chicken. I love just, chicken. Just to confirm, it's it's T three oh twenty two. Yes, it's just weird because they're untapped. It's clear that they're filled in untapped entry themselves, but the numbers are slightly different. And the hop burst, hop gain, flow, TNS solution, salvo, hop oil, spectrum. Uh, incognito, hop haze, organic mm-hmm. strain equivalent, Citra Galaxy, Eldorado, Nelson Salvin, uh, Nectaron, comparable hop rate dosing data, 35 grams per liter. And you said 20 something. So I think this is a different version to the one they might, I don't know how how old is it. That's yeah. why I was checking because uh, I'll be back uh, <laughs> two o'clock. <laughs> what? It's not a date. <laughs> Am I only meant to drink this at two o'clock? It's good. I just wanted to make sure I had the right beer. I guess it doesn't really matter, but. Well, uh, yeah, the first one was the T2022, wasn't it? I think yeah. so. Pretty sure. Who knows? Maybe someone's just slipped, slipped a, a fat fingered it. Um, it was the whole... Anyway. Hell's I thought it'd be beer. clearer for a start. I thought it'd be more of a West Coast style. Um, it's, I don't know if it's, it's just, it's chicken. It's, there's so I'm much. I'm literally, I usually write, like, I usually listen back to what we say from the recording and fill in a proper untapped review um, for each of the beers. But for this one, I'm just going to say PMP, S3, E2, tastes like chicken. That's it. It's it doesn't taste grating. like chicken. It smells like chicken. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to write that. Okay. Well, it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes like. <laughs> Uh, like just- like fruits, like almost like fruit syrup. Mm. It smells like chicken. Like it's it's a quite a thick fruity flavor. Um, I just I don't know why I thought it was going to be. I guess synthetic IPA with clean fusion. Maybe I thought it would pour like a West Coast. That's mm. probably that's where my head mm. would have gone. Um, but like I've just poured out the last bit of the can. It's it's developed quite a bit of like haze, but it's it's really like. Mangoy and and guava, passion fruity, like those kind of notes in terms of like the fruit, like but like the syrup you get in like in like tin peaches, kind of like that kind of fruitiness. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, but still, every time I pull the glass up to my nose, it's like it's chicken. It's just as that's weird, man. Yeah, it's throwing me out. Um, but it's like it's. It's still very drinkable. It's just like it's all. It's like an experiment, experiment gone gone crazy kind of thing. It's it's you. You yeah. should maybe. There's no chance you've got like an infected beer or something, is there? Because hey, look, if you're infecting beer with chicken, I am so <laughs> excited by that. I'm just. I I, I only ask because you're getting shit that uh, like other reviewers aren't getting on on the aromas. They're you know they're not as um. 
finely tuned. Refined, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're... No. I'm um, just asking. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, an, what the off-flavor aroma in the BJCP is chicken. I don't yeah, know if that's I'm, one that I'm, exists yet. I'm racking my brain for it, and I can't come up with one. Yeah. Uh, or if um, it's just a faulty dishwasher. No, no, I hand washed my glass. Um, yeah, you're the dishwasher, mate. Excuse me, <laughs> sir. Just because I gave it a spit polish and I'd just been eating chicken. No. Um, yeah. It's weird. No, no, it's, it's, but that, like, that's the thing. Once you get, once I get past the aroma, it is, it's not an overly like, it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's that syrupiness of the fruit mm. flavors um, with a, like, quite, there is, there is a strong bitterness coming through. Um, yeah, it's just, there's a lot going on. I'm very confused. I need an adult. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Uh, I think it's just too it's many like a different whole hot varieties. Symphony of back. emotions yeah. going on, Tom. <laughs> well, I imagine this is what's going to happen in some sort of robot apocalypse. I'm just going to stand there and have a full on mental breakdown. And then who's going to make know, my beer? Exactly. Really ruined my day. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Like the, the the once you get into the actual beer, it's it's a it's a solid hazy hazy IPA, but maybe it's the clean fusion. What even is that? I don't know. I'll have to ask Nick. He's a wizard. He's an absolute wizard. But yeah. Cool. I remember the first one being very unusual as well and not mm. quite not quite hitting the mark. Because uh... this would this would have to be the third or fourth year they've brewed it yeah probably i know we've done at least one if not two on the podcast and i'm pretty sure if you go all the way back to bounty hunter banter we might have yeah. done one with chris so no i th- i remember i was there for the f- i think the first time we did it mm, I yeah i'm pretty sure we're I- at your place in where you yeah. live i almost gave you suburb away there peter wankersville Portville. wankersville <laughs> Got it's on the wrong side of the bridge but it's still wankersville yeah um, cool. All right, three and a half. Dan, what are you drinking, mate? Um, uh, full disclosure, I got given this can, but still, I'm going to review it honestly. Uh, New England. Full brewing. disclosure, we'll continue to review free beer. Just, just putting that out on the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gorge Drop, uh, double West Coast IPA. Uh, by whom? Uh, New England Brewing. Ah, cool. Thank you. Where are we looking at alcohol-wise? 8.2%. Um, writing is too small on the back for me to read. I'm yep, too one old moment. to try and do this sort of stuff, Pete. I'll just, I'll just air Sometimes I feel like Pete, Pete finds well, it on us. Sometimes I feel and- like the, the fat nerdy guy in the van while the spies <laughs> are doing this spice shit. <laughs> well, technically at the, <laughs> the moment you the are chair. doing that because you're not drinking. The, you're the guy in the chair because you're not, you're not uh, partaking. I have it up in front of me if you want me to read it out. Uh, sure. It's been on our to-do list for a while. Get dropped by helicopter into the gorge that runs along the eastern side of the New England region. To mark the occasion, we've gone with a classic edition of American hops and a simple modern West Coast IPA malt bill. This is a big IPA that has a vibrant golden straw pour and aromas of fruit and pine before a body of citrus and solid lingering bitterness. Uh, malt is See, ale you, and... You read that far better than I could have ever read it. <laughs> Uh, malt is oh. ale and carapils, and hops is Chinook, Centennial, and Citra. Yeah, okay. I I would get that all that flavour comes through, and for those 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 hop characters, yeah, it's really nice. It's a 
it's a good double West Coast IPA. It's got a good solid bitterness to the back end of it. It's got those spicy, earthy notes, earthy notes from the Centennial and the Chinook. It's got a little bit of citrus, citrus character to it. Uh, but I, I'd say the other two hops are the dominant, the dominant hop characters in there. It's got a, it's got a, a lighter. Even though it says ale malt on there, it's it's quite a it's quite a light body to it. It obviously it's mm. um it's a it's a it's a more yellowy Colors golden golden color. No, I know they don't. Your know. camera especially. Um, well, it's because I've got a couple of different light sources that are throwing different light different temperatures. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I'm really fairly nice. certain this it's- is a brand new brew too because it is. I- it is. I could have sworn this afternoon I saw the Instagram post of the he- the brewer, the recipe inventor brewer, with a helmet with a GoPro attached on the end of a stalk as he abseiled down that gorge. It is a brand new beer. Uh, mm. I hope I'm not preempting their- um, No, no, they've, they've advertised this for at least a week. They're released good. Uh, it was packed on the 24th of the 1st, so it was packed just over a week ago. Two weeks ago, right. I'm just yes. I'm, I'm I don't know for sure if that was the brewery that I saw, but I'm. No, I mean, no, I, I saw the same thing. As soon as you no, described no, it, no, you're thinking of the abseiling one. That's Mountain Culture. Ah, okay. Was Pat from Mountain Culture being thrown over a wall? Because um, I was about to ask, uh, what do you think came first to these guys when they were writing the? We're coming up with the name design for that can and the the hop profile. Did they think of Chinook or throwing a helicopter on there first? Well, it's not a Chinook <laughs> helicopter, so. What? Yeah. Maybe they couldn't draw a Chinook yeah. helicopter. <laughs> well, they can because the person who gave this to me was the artist who drew the can, so <laughs> he can definitely draw a Chinook <laughs> helicopter. Should have put a Chinook helicopter. <laughs> I will ask him. I will ask him why. I want a redrawn no- can with a Chinook <laughs> helicopter. I'll message him right now. <laughs> and that is the helicopter's wrong to your hot profile. We, we demand redraws because uh, <laughs> you drew uh, a, a you drew a bell, and we wanted a, a Chinook. Uh, I've, no, I, I, should have I shouldn't have opened my fucking phone. Uh, okay, <sighs> right. Um, Give yourself an uppercut for that one, mate. We uh, demand a <laughs> redraw of the, uh, what's it called? Uh, gorge drop. Uh, I can't spell gorge. G-O-R-G-E. Gorge drop. Things to do label. in your own time while not recording. <laughs> hey, Include. No, no, no. <laughs> nope, this needs to be live. <laughs> yeah, live, live, bit of, live. Bit of, bit of live. Uh, gorge drop, draw drop. Uh, Gorge drop label. Uh, the best thing is for uh, us. And he like, did draw a Huey, Dan- by the way. So it is a Bell helicopter because, well, is it a Huey? No, it's not a Huey. Dan Dan tends to send text with a lot of spelling errors. And this is giving a real <laughs> insight into <laughs> his yes. process. In he's, he he wonders why his phone's slow. It's the processor <laughs> stalling on the autocorrect. Uh, it is. Thank you very much. It's user error, I would like to say. Uh out of five, Dan, okay. just so you can type um, the message later and we can move on in the meantime. I mean, I'm riveted. That was a little bit of extra Stop. content. Fuck you, Peter. Fuck you and your 30 minutes talking about D&D legal suits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I I think I'll call that one a four. It was okay. very good. Very good. I like you better when you're not forcing quarter points. Should we move yeah. on to trailer trash? Just we have trailer slim. trash. Yes, yeah, I've read to, the notes. Of course we do. Tom, what to are you talking honest, about? To be honest, you didn't miss much, mate. There was slim fucking pickings. So Shazam 2 has a final trailer. Um, I, I'm i 1% more interested than I was in Black Adam. But having said that, I I just not really ex- all that excited. There's some green screen that looked pretty shitty in this trailer. Uh, I don't know if it's just because they didn't finalize the shot and threw it in mm. anyway, but it looked, I mean, some good green screen action um, and there's some terrible green screen action. And it was so, it was even worse because it was back to back. You went from this sequence where the uh, Shazam family are on a bridge and it looked horrendously bad. Uh, and then there was a flying scene with the main bad lady and it was really good. So like AAA title, good. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but. Do we need I, another I fucking will, Shazam movie? I I I will I don't think see do. it for for reasons. Okay, those Helen reasons. Mer- Helen Mirren. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, I, I had a I had a feeling it was going to be mm. Chub related. I just wasn't sure where you were going. Chub. Cool. <laughs> uh, that's, that's being polite. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I think we got a, a final Dungeons and Dragons trailer. I didn't watch the full trailer. Just that I noted that there was a new trailer last week. Uh, but it looked a lot like the last one that we saw recently. So, don't know. That movie just needs to come the fuck out now. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but then I've had a, a reinvigorated um, passion for D&D recently, not because of all the controversy, uh, but because of Vox Machina Season 2 on um, Amazon Prime and going back and watching the original Vox Machina D&D mm. tabletop YouTube and being able to finally compare the two to say I've watched parts of the episode where people are rolling dice and miss a really critical roll and then, pun unintended, then go to the TV series and see them honour that. Yeah, that was that crucial moment and fucked it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can, you can, there's one part that, one part that stood out in uh, season, season one where the two of the guys are trying to pick a lock and they obviously both failed the thief walks up and goes, let me do it. He obviously critical fails <laughs> and a a guard opens the door and throws a bucket of piss on them all. <laughs> yeah, because the door wasn't locked. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some stuff that they obviously rewrote pretty heavily. Sorry, I'm, we're way off topic. I'm D&D Trailer 3. Meh. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I'm happy to keep talking about Vox Machina. Season 2's out. It's It's brilliant. I think they're releasing them in batches of three episodes at a time. So I don't know that all 12 are out yet. Uh, and Vox Mac as a critical role also recently announced that they've been greenlit by Amazon to do the Mighty Nine, which was their second campaign. So they're now making a cartoon sequence out of that as well. So right. keep printing money, people. Uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant trailer came out. This is a war film starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, written and directed by Guy Ritchie. I don't know why it's called Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, maybe to differentiate it from the stupid Aliens film, potentially. Hey, Aliens, The Covenant? Yeah. I, I don't well, know. Well, no, The Covenant was the... Uh, the um, was what it was a, the other one they did? It was the, the like, film? magic film. Yeah, yeah. Like the teeny 
Team uh, Wizards. Stephen uh, Strait, Sebastian Stan, The Covenant, 2006. And then yeah, you've got well, a Monica and Gessa. In that, was he? Yeah, you've got a Monica and Gessa, Owen Conway, The Covenant in 2017. Are we you've ever got- going to see more Bucky in the MCU or is, is the MCU done with Bucky? Bucky Barnes. Ah, man, Bucky's coming back hard. No, you reckon it- Bucky's coming back? Fuck Dark yeah. Avengers, baby. That's what they're forming in the background. Um, He'll... Well, they haven't finished with the Captain America um, Andrew Mackey sequence, so Bucky's part of that. Uh, yeah, it just seems to be all been pushed to the side with no word on anything. It just seems to be. Well, I mean, they're, they're doing two Avengers films this year, aren't they? Is it this year that they're- No, not this year. Or is it next year? Two years away, I believe. Phase 11. Phase 11, after Kang finally emerges. Um, that's seven films just for him to come <laughs> out of the cave. It's just one step per film. Because fuck me, this sequence has taken a long time. In fact, there was an article recently where they were, where the studios acknowledged that it's it's lost a bit of pace and that they need to need to um, rejig things to get things back on track. Anyway, Covenant looks really good. Looks like a it's a recent like it's a war film based on recent events. I think it's the I want to say the Taliban. Let's say uh, Afghanistan in the yeah. So it will thing. be the Taliban then. Yeah, you're right. It is Afghanistan. Um, do we need another war film? Well, I mean, the, the Americans love. Do we need a Guy Ritchie war film? Because <laughs> how yeah. the fuck is he going to do that little uh, uh, montage of uh, moments or like the- Well, he's not in it. He's just no, no, directing but- it. Yeah, but you think of- He's not an actor. He's a director. Yeah, but you think of every film he's done, there's always that like that little montage moment. Um, you know, you're going to have a, a moment there where it's like in- um, What's the- What's one with um, uh, fucking this is Sparta. Three hundred. What? Three hundred. Yeah. What's the king Leonidas? Who plays Leonidas? Leonidas. Uh, J- uh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. In he's the one he was in the 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 Guy Ritchie <sighs> film he's in, where he's running down the train tracks, and it's always done, like, done to a close up, where it's essentially a GoPro underneath him. And it's like this really comical thing of him being chased while a dude's behind him with like a crowbar or a knife or something hunting him what? down. It's like Guy Ritchie movie is Gerard. I don't Barry. know, but that was that reminded me of my days working in a video store. Have you got that movie with that guy in it? He was in that other movie with oh, that. Oh come chick. on, that was half your reviews before I joined this fucking <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> That's probably oh, like this guy too. does this thing. It's like no, it's oh, not. Oh, rock and roller. Guy. There you go. Yeah, ah. yeah. I've forgotten about that one. Yeah. Um, the last trailer I put in for Trailer Trash was The Boogeyman. Um, well, I've got, which, one, I've got one to add in as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, the Boogeyman only made it into this list for me because it's a Stephen King um, short story turned into a movie. It's directed by Rob Savage and it's produced by the producers of Stranger Things. And from the very short jump scare trailer, looks like another modern horror, which could go one of two ways because <laughs> there's been some hits and there's been some misses. The last 10 years or so. Dan, what was your trailer? Uh, my trailer, which teaser trailer, when did it come out? It came out uh, eight days ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, Rebel Moon, Zack Schneider's Rebel Moon. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's his I've sci-fi movie and it looks like a cross between 
Dune and oh, not quite Star Wars. Something a bit, something a bit more gritty. Maybe, maybe Dune and Blade Runner. Uh, Is it animated? No, fuck no, 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 no. Okay, Zack Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Um, oh, it's it might have been the- based on an anime. Maybe that's where they're getting their <laughs> art style from. It's either that or a graphic novel, but I've definitely seen something Rebel Mooney before. I didn't see that the trailer had come out. That's, that's Sailor Moon, Pete, and that is another <laughs> search history. We don't need to go down on your computer, yeah. all right? Yeah, no. No, leave it's it got the main. It's got the dude from um, the motorcycle show. I'm, I'm chucking a Tom now. Charlie, the Charlie guy Hunnam. Chucking a Tom? Tom was Chuck. chucking a Pete, Dan, and Chris from about four years ago. Thank you very much, you fucking knobheads. Charlie Hunnam, and he yes. was in the most recent one, uh, if I can remember the fucking name of it, uh, The Gentleman. The Gentleman. Me and Louise rewatched that again the other night. It is that was very, a very fun one. good. It is very good. Uh, yeah. Hugh, uh, what's his name? Grant. Hugh Grant. He's back. He's back, I'm not, baby. I'm not quite getting him. Hugh Grant's character in that is fucking awesome. Like in just the, the I way. I haven't it's watched a, this. Oh, McConaughey. Hey, do That's another Guy yourself. Ritchie film, ironically. We've come full circle, gentlemen. Yep. No, we're talking about Guy Ritchie. I thought you would. Uh, <laughs> yes, but we're also talking about Charlie Hunnam. 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 That's what I'm saying. We were talking about the Zack Snyder Rebel Moon, and I said he was in the the most oh, recent guy. Used Ray Fisher. Wow. Uh, and yeah, Sons he did. Anarchy used Ray Fisher. Was, yeah. yeah. Sons, Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy was the yes. the highly. But show. Pete, do, do yourself a favor and watch oh, the gentleman. I love it's, uh, the gentleman he is, is an a excellent movie. Great actor. Definitely. Who so? And directed Thomas. for Netflix. Fuck yeah! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What? It's a Netflix. I was getting excited Netflix. by the cast. Netflix released it on. Uh, they released like a, a snippet of it on their um, "What's Coming Out This Year" kind of thing yeah, that yeah. came out a couple of months ago, oh, about a month ago. Yeah. So um, the teaser trailer dropped, and I, I think it looks great. I, like I love that gritty, uh, a more, a more. Oh God, this is going to sound really dumb. A more real world based. I say this in very heavy quotation marks. Uh, sort of Star Wars style sort of yeah. thing. It's a, it's it's the space it, western. It's like fire, fire, yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. got the it's got that heavy western western character to it, with, to it. And I mean, a lot some of, the of these stills look more like Mad Maxi. Like, watch the yes. watch the teaser trailer. Definitely yeah. going to. Yeah, definitely yeah, going yeah. to. Yeah, it looks it looks really looks really fun. So, or not really fun. It looks really good. It doesn't look fun. It looks fairly dark, but it looks <laughs> really good. That could be and, fun. Snyder, Snyder needs a redemption. I feel I he needs a he needs a. I think back. he was unfairly treated if he needs a redemption because he didn't do anything wrong for Snyderverse. In fact, he was the only one that I wrote a cohesive fucking story. Cut. I'll get around to it one of these years. Man, it's it's worth mm. it in my opinion. Let's watch it oh, on I'm one point, not, just one, one point five times, and then all the slow mo is just just normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> you get through the movie in half the time, yes. Yeah. Um, it's not based on a graphic novel or based on anything. animated. Yeah. No, it's original. apparently, it's, I mean, original. Zack Snyder wrote it with John. Fuck me. If it it is, if it's a original good story for a movie, like that's fantastic. A good new original sci-fi that's not based mm. on anything is. It's just what the world needs. Yeah. Upcoming no, American the world epic needs space the, opera the film the taken of out of 
world poverty and war and all that sort of shit. But this is what our world. But once that's done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once that world, it's got Ed Screen in it. I love Ed Screen. Based on a screenplay he co-wrote with Shay Hatton and Kurt Johnstad, based on a story he also created with Johnstad. So yeah, it's completely original. Hmm. And hmm. yeah, from Anthony Zack Hopkins Snyder's brain. Oh, this is getting good. All star cast. Um. Oh, that kind of kind of take girls. What? Yeah, Carrie Hughes. I saw that. Whoa! Consider way more of the uh, way, way, way more of the this cast that I'm reading. Uh, okay, yep. Uh, who did you say? Sorry, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Carrie Hopkins, Ulls. and Ed Screen. I don't know who it that was, is. Uh, it was Francis in Deadpool? Jimon Hansu, who was. <laughs> It's Ajax. Yep. I'm never going to. Oh, Francis. Some great fucking action. That sounds great. I'm going to watch that trailer as soon as we're done. Fuck yeah. Mm. Cleopatra Coleman, where do I know her from? Oh, Carrie Hulls. Okay. I know know who that is now. (laughs) The Princess Bride dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll always be the Princess Bride. Yeah. It's like I read some some funny ass facts on the Princess Bride about um just the most random shit that happened for that film, uh, and that they'll never make another movie like it. No. Uh, yeah. But yeah. someone broke ribs laughing too much mm. from filming. I'm not surprised. Uh, the guy who was in the costume for the overgrown rat was actually arrested for drink driving on the way to set, and they were all waiting around for him. <laughs> it's just the most random stories. Andre the Giant mm. didn't actually speak any English, and so he he memorized the entire. Sorry, he couldn't read and write English, so he memorized the script phonetically from tape recordings from the producer or the director. Fuck me, yeah, um, wow. yeah, it's. Uh, there was some some strange fucking injuries. Yeah, so like if you if you liked the Princess Bride, Google um, Princess Bride Amazing Stories because there's it's like it's all star cast, um, just doing crazy zany zany shit. Funny you should say Mad Max, Tom. Uh, mm. Music composed by Junkie XL. Yeah. So it's going to have a whole Fury Road vibe. Tom's got some hardcore lag. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We have lost, lost Tom. the Thomas. That's okay. Uh, he'll come back when he's when he's ready to emerge from his shell. Um, so I, th- I made an executive decision, and it's probably going to backfire and be a poor one, um, to talk about the recently announced plan for DCU, uh, noting that they've, They've renamed it. It's no longer the DCEU. It's the DCU. Um, Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. So James Gunn, I think, and Peter Safran are getting around. There we go. Tom's back. Hello, Tom. I'm back. (laughs) You thought you were rid of me. (laughs) We were wrong. Um, I'm a warrior. I'm not going to win. And and one other thing I can't throw up. So I'm going to be just a a very brief announcement. I'm going to be putting... um, a lot more uh, photos and multimedia into the YouTube videos again now that we're getting hundreds of, of views per episode uh, as opposed to before it was taking me fucking days and all, and no one was watching it and I was just getting copyright strikes for shit that I shouldn't have gotten copyright strikes for. Um, mm. One thing I can't put in that I really wish I could is the Pedro Pascal 
SNL skit of him playing Mario. The, I would watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, hell yeah. If you're at home listening, do yourself a favor and Google that as well. Pedro Pascal, mm. SNL Mario. Hilarious. Anyway, um, we just moved on to the spotlight, Tom. Yeah. Um, James Gunn, Peter Safran's plans for DCU. He can't call it phases because that's stealing MCU too closely, so he's called it Chapter One, Gods and Monsters. Um, I think like, it's like chapter. It's got a yeah. It's got a eyebrow quality to it. <laughs> I think he and they're kicking it off with a flash. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're not. But so they they're kicking it off. So we've I mean, got it's appropriate for the monsters title, but you know whatever. we've gotten yeah true. <laughs> yeah, totally different kind of monster. Um, so we got a, the start of a 10-year plan. He said there's going to be more stuff. Obviously, this isn't the entire lineup for the next 10 years, but this is the starting point. Um, he did say that the Elseworlds uh, stuff will continue. I think we've talked about that before. So Pattinson's Batman. Um, uh, Jacqueline Phoenix's Jokerverse continues to exist. There's some conjecture about where Constantine 2 fits in because that is still going... It's still plodding along slowly. Yeah, is is there I conjecture heard anything about does, Constantine two and forever? Does oh no, they released news only a couple of months ago that Keanu yeah. was signed back on for it. Um, the slip past me. The you weren't uh, listening in the podcast because we talked about it here as well. Straight yeah, to that the makes sense. I don't listen. Uh, Constantine rights are they still with dc or have they passed on to somebody else that is the question it was a warner brothers property to start with so mm. it's still warner brothers because dc's warner brothers yeah continue continue uh, you continue on you keep going and okay. i'm gonna clicky click click the away on my okay. keyboard uh but i'm sure it was a dc property unless it was an image comics property it, it was an image and then it was right. they brought they brought him into the dc fold and then they had a fantastic run of Constantine comics, which was mm. goddamn. You talked about them back in the bounty oh, hunter days, and, yeah. And it was the 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 last run of Constantine comics was it was seriously disturbing. Like the 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 final the finale of the 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 overarching story that went for that had a few sub a subplots mm. within it, like. Shit happened in that that, like, the person's mind that came out of that needs to write a horror movie because it's going to be one of the most fucked up horror movies (laughs) that's ever written. Well, I mean, writing and art is their therapy, so you know what? Yeah. Just, just roll with it. It's, it's clearly, yeah. it's it's often a fine line. Um, just confirming, Warner Brothers Pictures owns the rights to the Constantine intellectual okay. property. So they still they still do own it. Okay. Yeah. So they. I don't they think they could- ever didn't own it. Well. Oh no no no! It just it just vertigo. They seem vertigo. vertigo. That's what it is. Vertigo, not image. Yeah, vertigo. Um, that was where Sam image is more associated with Marvel these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're probably. I was probably thinking of Impact instead of Image because Impact was another no, comic no, line that no, they no. owned. It, it's Image because he he Constantine has been in and out of the DC world and in and out of the Sandman world. Right. Mm. Well, it started apparently. Constantine first appeared in Swamp Thing. Yes, which, so which it was well, I was leaving that until we got to Swamp Thing, which is the very last announcement that James Gunn spoke yeah. about. Uh, so I I was hoping that we we might get another reappearance of Constantine, and then we will get the uh, Dark Justice League. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. Which is the magic users. Yeah. So, look, the, the, one of the things I wanted to note before we and, – and maybe we'll we'll come back to Constantine when we talk about Swamp Thing. But one of the other things I wanted to note is overall, I like that Gunn has – Gunn and Saffron have extended the concept that, that Marvel has been operating in the last few years where it seamlessly transitions between TV shows and movies and back to TV shows and movies. Same actors, same characters. It's seamless. Mm. And we've talked about that before. But Gunn and Saffron have extended that. DCU into their animated because DC have been making fucking triple A animated movies for longer than there has been an MCU. And it's always been mind boggling that how can you do animated movies so right and live action so fucking wrong? Yeah. I think it's very smart that they've now said, we're going to continue to produce animated movies and animated TV shows. But if a voice actor uh, represents a character in an animated movie who makes it onto TV or movie, it will be acted like that. That role will be filled by the voice actor. So you're going to have seamless transition between animated and mm. live action. I think that's an interesting and smart extension of the concept that Marvel has already stamped. Do you think, though, that there might be, they might overlook better voice actors mm. who won't look the part of the character? Do you think that's a that's a pitfall they might fall into? And that's exactly what I thought of as well when they, when he when he brought that up. I'm like, yes, actors, you're going to well, whichever way you're going to cast them, if you're going to cast them for a look or a voice, you've mm. then got to make them work in the other medium. So I, I mean, it's a risk. It's definitely a I, risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's a visual risk only because I will say this: the one <laughs> thing that you frequently hear from voice actors giving advice to people who ask how do you get into this um they're actors they might be voice actors in the sense that they they lend their voice to various animated um uh characters but fundamentally the voice successful voice actors are successful because they are actors they embody the character and the personality the same as a, an actor would on live set they just happen well, to be they voice do. actors they do, and then you hear long-term voice actors say this is very different to acting on a live set when you're talking to a sheet in a booth, reading a line mm. without your counterpart there a lot of the time to bounce things off. You're not yep. you're not hearing their inflection of the repeat line that's coming back to be able to their, to get that chemistry the other side mm. of the, con- the 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 conversation. So the a lot of and who knows these days like. Technology is advanced to a point where people can be on the other side of the world and have high mm. quality audio recordings and speak seamlessly to each other, kind of thing. So, mm. who fucking knows these days with this sort of stuff? So, but I mean, you, you see people in booths just recording a line without a scene, without a like you look at some method actors and could they really get into a character when they don't have a costume, they don't have a scene, they don't have a like, I would say to you, like, I and this isn't a disagreement, so let me start by saying that. But I would say to you that techno that that cuts both ways with changes in technology. That live set actors are now spending more time not wearing their costumes; they're wearing fucking um, mocap suits because they're fully CGI outfitted, and they're not acting in a. Um, in an environment anymore, although the, the volume changes that slightly for those movies, but more and more they're in front of a fucking green screen 
but they um, still with they a still robotic have, camera and no one on set. But they still have to be in front of a camera and embody that character in the way they move in, and express in, and in movement like as well. That. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, it's, it's just it's just a question. I, I think it's. I agree with you. Said I think that, it's a Dan, very good idea. Yeah, having said that. In the last 15, 20 years, almost no voice actor who's appeared in a video game hasn't also physically represented that character in a mocap suit because just about all of those video games are capturing full facial uh, representation as well as mocapping the, 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 the full body for the video game. Yeah, but so that line's gotten thinner over the last fifteen. It definitely, years. it definitely has. But we're not talking about compute. We're talking about True. traditional animation at the moment. We're not talking about mocap animation. Yes, but we're also talking about voice actors and and those voice that no almost no good voice actor is only doing animated uh, voiceovering. They're they're also doing you know, they're doing pretty much everything, which it also includes video games. A lot of that in, includes full capture. Yeah, but. With the DC stuff, they're talking about traditional animation, yes. not mocap yes. animation. No, I get that. I get that. But with it's more about the actors. Will they pick the right yeah. actors? Hmm. I think, yeah, it's a it's a risk. You're right. We went down a bit of a rabbit hole. I, but I I think that it's a pretty low risk. We went down the a rabbit hole there. on fucking point one. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, so the well, no, we're not even on the first. Well, no. we are kind of on the first show, but we're not. So, Creature Commandos is the first um, announcement they made. Uh, it's an animated series written by Gunn himself. Uh, I went and had a look at the comic um, material for it. It's basically a bunch of monsters. Uh, mm. Originally, it was set in World War Two. A bunch of monsters, mm. superheroes, super super monsters uh, fighting super Nazis. Monsters? Yeah, fighting Nazis. Ubermensch. Uh, I don't and know we- if- Weasel, Weasel was in it, so that's all I care. <laughs> so it's uh, a prequel well to the gonna- Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yes, because Weasel died at the start of the latest. Soon yeah. he couldn't swim. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, though? That was, no, that was nobody, a good film. I enjoyed that nobody one. Nobody checked if he swam. I enjoyed that one. It was yeah, very totally. over-the-top, yeah. tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, Wait, doesn't he, doesn't he come back at the end? Oh, I was on a plane. I can't remember. I think he might actually in the post credit yeah. scene. Anything he's crawl in the post credits. He- crawl out and yeah. cough up water. Yeah, you could be yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Peacemaker is also confirmed to still be Elseworlds. I don't know if they're going to do another season of Peacemaker, but they've confirmed that that does it. It doesn't get instant like auto chopped just because they're doing this ten year plan. Um, the second announcement is Waller. I wonder if is- that's because Gunn's wife's in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Waller TV series, wow. Viola Davis, whatever, Trevor. Like it. Oh, we've got to throw, actually, we've got to throw a shout out to Viola Davis. She is the 18th person to claim an EGOT, which is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Okay. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, right. She's the seven, 17th person to pull that off. Cool. Yeah. If anyone um, wants, this is a little bit of trivia for everyone at home. The one that Hugh Jackman's missing is an Oscar. Hmm. He's also he's also lined up for that. Yeah. Is he? Uh, what did she get the last award for to to tip that off? Was it uh, the first she got lady? A Grammy? She got a Grammy for some stuff she did. I 
just saw it came up that she got an EGOT. And then I was looking up and I was like, what the fuck's an EGOT? <laughs> yeah, she apparently. cameoed in Black Adam, but um, a, I imagine it's probably she played the first lady. For? She played Michelle Obama in The First Lady, uh, but that's a TV series. A grand, Grammy's, I will find, I will a find out exactly what she's won everything for. Here we go. Here we go. We use the internet, which is right at my <laughs> Yeah, We sit here <laughs> arguing about this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, uh, your Golden Globes. Anyway, um, you you look that up. We'll continue talking about mm. other stuff. Uh, best audio book, narration and story storytelling recording for Finding Me. That's what she won the Grammy for this year. There you go. So that's where the-, the She that does have a lovely voice when she's not yelling at people to fucking kill them. And swearing her head off, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> um, Gunn also- oh, do you want to know? Okay, here we go. So she got her Grammy for best audio book um, for- uh, Finding Me. Finding Me, which is a recording of her memoir. She has received two Tony Awards for her theatre work, most recently a show called Fences in 2010, won an Emmy for the TV drama How to Get Away with Murder, and an Oscar for the film version of Fences. Cool. Yeah. Well done, V. All the Days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, Gunn has said that he's treating Creature Commandos and Waller as a appetizer before hitting the main course, and that main course kicks off with Superman Legacy. Don't, um, don't do it. Which, which Gunn's writing himself. He's He's... Already said it's not an origin story, um, but we'll have Superman balance his Kryptonian heritage with his Earth upbringing. It's weird because obviously the artwork's based on All-Star Superman's cover. Um, All-Star Superman, you talked about um, he knows he's going to die due to overexposure to sun, uh, solar radiation, and so he does his 12, his 12 miracles of Superman before dying. I didn't and talk yet- about it. This is all news to me. Oh, okay. Like 12 well, that's what all starts. Like, that <laughs> no, that's exactly like- what it is. It's it is yeah, the twelve right. labors of Superman. Um, it was written. Apparently, it was written uh, by somebody who wanted to. I can't remember the the writer's name, but the comic run was. I, he wanted to do an original story that didn't involve another fucking origin for Superman. Mm. His first idea got rejected, and this was his backup plan. Um, it was and he fine. Has his- 12 labors. What's weird is that Superman All-Star, which is where they lifted the artwork for in James Gunn's announcement. Mm. But Superman Legacy is a different thing. There is also a Superman Legacy, which is what it's called. And Legacy is a two-part animated uh, episodes of Superman the Animated Series based on Darkseid brainwashing Superman into thinking he was raised on an apocalypse instead of Earth. Which kind of aligns back to was Superman's- that in the new? Is that in the new animation? Uh, two thousand. So no. Uh, no. No. So I'm a bit confused, but we're getting another Superman. We don't know who's who, playing who, Superman no, yet. We, I mean, they're talking about Superman in 2025, and they mm. haven't even told us who's playing Superman yet. And it's like they should be start. Principal soon. shooting should start soon. Yeah. Soon. And I mean, like. All-Star Superman was fine. I didn't like his little just covering his butt cape, um, but whatever. <laughs> That's what stood out to me. But we don't know which outfit they're going to go no, with. They might go I with the fucking I'm, they could go just, New 52 and it'd be terrible. Just, no cape. I'm just being a dick. I'm just being. No, yeah, Superman's always had a cape. 
Even in New 52, he just had a I collar. Didn't think in, he had okay. a collar in New, New 52. And a weird belt thing. The, the uh, belt just yeah, never looked it, right. It was, it was all blue with a red belt and a collar with red trim. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it just uh, 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 All Star Superman might have just been a pretty picture of Superman that they pulled out of the fucking library. Who's, who knows? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, a lot of people love All Star Superman. I. When but at least I it's not an origin story. Them. That's a good move. We've yep. said that before. No more of yep. them. Thanks. It's fine. It's fine. I don't think they need to lead you with Superman. Oh, it's not a butt cape. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting on a cloud, you muppet. No, no. Look at the look at more. I'm looking actual, at it. I'm looking at it right sh- now. You can see it down no, the bottom. It flows past the. No, more shots of a- it moving. It's quite a short cape. It's quite a short cape. It's his, he's going through his slutty era. Just let him be him. <laughs> I think um, I truly think they needed to start everything off with or the adult version of everything with lens. Yes. If if they if he and if they he, pull this off, I'm looking forward to this one. He said True Detective. I mean, True Detective was most definitely an adult series, and if that's what he wants to compare this to, that's what they need to buy our age bracket in. Yes. Um, so they've they've picked the right fucking lanterns and and not not they didn't pick a John Stewart personality and call him Hal Jordan like they did for the fucking movie. There it's or is it the other way around? I can never remember. No, it was a Kyle Rayner personality right. and called him Hal Jordan. Um, so this will be Hal Jordan and John Stewart um, in a True Detective series. It's a TV series, and um, Peter Safran went on. Because I only watched the James Gunn announcements, but Safran's mm. now spoken about all this stuff as well and added more information. Um, he said it's a terrestrial-based mystery, uh, leads into the overall story that we're telling through the arc, through different movies and television shows, and we find this ancient horror on Earth. And these guys are basically, you know, super cops on precinct Earth, which is what the Lanterns are. They're that cosmic police. Um, Can we get an old Hal Jordan and get him played by Nathan Fillion? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I could yep. see that. Cool. Yep. I agree. Yep. Well, he was um, voiced by Nathan Fillion. In, in First a, Flight or something. No, in, in, in a bunch of those um, more recent uh, uh, animated ones, uh, Nathan Fillion jumped in as that and it was just like, he, it's, it's just, I love Nathan you know what? You know what? Give us Nathan Fillion and um, Idris Elba, and I'm in. Yeah, fuck yeah. Give us that two would be fantastic old, two grizzled old veteran war cops. veterans. Yeah. yeah, war veterans, and then just throw those two in there, and you've you're like that is hundred percent just sold on. Those as long two as ones. neither of them are like alcoholic redemption story, because we've done that to death with cop shows. Well, no, I think one of them definitely needs to be an alcoholic. Oh, we've we've seen it too many times. Yeah, well, but not in a space cop. Seen <laughs> <laughs> an Earth cop, not a space cop. But they're always wearing blue, and this one they'll be wearing green. It's totally different. Well, and then they then the the alcoholic gets redeemed because he discovers the dead body of Guy Gardner, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Holy shit! I need to re- like revenge him." I, That's the whole plot. I've just, I've just, I've just spoiled the whole series. There we go. Apparently, lens is quite no, important. There's, there's no spoiling because you, you like the, the alcoholism wouldn't play into it. The ring wouldn't attach to him. So. Mm. Yeah, because they wouldn't be worthy. It's the rings the alcoholics. The rings the alcoholics. 
What's going to be interesting is seeing how they weave lanterns into a universe that coexists with Superman. Because you're talking about two cosmic police um, enforcing the the cosmic law on Earth mm. in a universe and a connected storyline that already has a Superman in it. So it's going to be interesting. So they're going to either hit that well or they're going to miss or just avoid it. But Saffron has said that then they're going to be weaving, like Lanterns is very important for the overarching arc for Chapter 1. Yeah, don't but is this going to be yet, is this going to be like another Agents of Shield where it yeah, like it says it's not. really important for yeah, the first really arc and then just completely not. Yeah. fucking misses it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, next one, the Authority, a mission, a movie, and passion project of guns based on the Wildstorm comic book about superheroes go to who go to extreme lengths to save the world. DC's the boys. It's pretty. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. So I was having a quick look. Um, the the characters. It's it was an all all original DC comic written in 1999 with all new characters that ripped off all old characters. So the lineup consists of Jenny Sparks, a British woman who could generate and turn into electricity. Jack Hawksmore, who was psych, psych psychically bonded to cities in order to communicate with them and receive powers from them. Swift a Tibetan woman who possessed wings and sharp talons, Apollo, a bioengineered Superman pistache, pastiche, Superman copy, uh, Midnighter, a bioengineered Batman copy who possessed the ability to foresee his opponent's moves in combat, The Engineer, a scientist who had replaced her blood with nine pints of nanotech and could create solid objects with it, and The Doctor, a Dutch drug addict and shaman who possessed the combined powers of hundreds of shamans who came before him. Does that not read like a really bad fucking TV show? Mm. Because that just, I, that lineup does it not reads, give me hope. It reads like, here's Suicide Squad, here's Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've just gone. It's, yeah, it's just like, these are the, like, these are the B it team. Is, it's like, the B team. Done that, yeah. They're the Batman analogy and the Superman analogy, and we're going to need a, a, I don't know, a black Wonder Woman in there as well. That stood out for me. It's just, I, I, why? Well, it's just, I think it's also just James Gunn being like, I pick the weird things because I'm a weird guy. Mm. It, well, yeah, it's a Guardians. You're right. It's a Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. We'll, we'll bring an, a lower, lesser known IP to the front. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, next one, Paradise Lost, HBO Max TV series set in Themyscira, elaborate political drama like Game of Thrones. Uh, apparently, it's in continuity with the two Wonder Woman films, so there's some conjecture as to whether, whether or not Gal Gadot will still be kind of involved. I hope, I hope she's not. I hope she's smart enough to get the fuck away from it, frankly. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you do Game of Thrones when you already got swords and sandals? This makes sense. <laughs> Why yeah. do anything different? I did a quick, I, I did a quick read up on Paradise Lost, which was a, a sequence of comics um, for Wonder Woman. There's, it's an old comic series, mm. old, 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 um, golden age comics, um, where the Themyscirian tribes, all the tribe splits into two tribes and goes to war. Like it's kind of a civil war story, um, mm. and it was kicked off by a bunch of m- misogynistic men who, uh, who invade and trick a couple of the key characters i don't know i'm not i'm i'm speed reading while i'm talking but yeah weird um 
I'm going to call it now. Like, uh, I would really, like, I didn't mind Gal Gadot in that Snyderverse. I thought she was fine. Uh, I'd really like them to make Wonder Woman much more warrior-like mm. in this one. Give her or get get someone like uh, who played Cara Dune. God, what's her bloody name from Mandalorian? I know I'm she got really... cancelled, but oh, um, the WW yeah E actress yeah. God, what's his freaking name? Yeah, yeah, in Deadpool. Get someone get someone of that build that and get kind of almost like beastness. Get like, Ron, get Ronda Rousey in. Ronda yeah, Rousey in. Re, re, reinvigorate her. Get a fighter. Like, actually, yeah, Gina get a get fighter. An actual fighter. Like yeah. That, yeah, I I agree. Like I know Well, the, Gina was an actual fighter. She was an MMA yeah, fighter. I know, I know. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. And, and yeah, she ran a mouth on Twitter. Yeah. I I wish she hadn't, because she was fucking great and I really liked her in Mandalorian. Someone, but, some people just don't shouldn't have social media. But a, a warrior, a warrior woman like that would be like like Xena. <laughs> it's, it's hard not to picture it or unsee that. But you're yeah, right. I, I I agree. It just she was she was a little too prim and proper for my for my liking for uh, a bit too woman. dainty. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I'm not being rude. I just. She has delicate features, and I just I only just recently learned that they uh, they buffed up Natalie Portman with CGI for yeah we talked about that oh yeah. we did talk about that on here didn't we, we did yeah we did she did put in some of the work but then they 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 put, they put in the other eighty percent muscle yeah. on for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> why not they put dudes in muscle suits for years so yeah it's only fair yeah um the next one is Batman the Brave and the Bold. This has been a massive controversy, but you know what? I agree with this. I think this is a really good choice. I agree. Okay, I stand to disagree. <laughs> no, 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 I agree. Yeah. And, and Tom has no opinion. I, 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 no, I don't have no opinion. I'm just, I, I don't think you, like, if that means they're going to cancel Patterson's Batman. They're not. Then, no, they've already yeah. said I know they're saying the Elseworlds thing, but I think you know they would they would definitely if there was a chance to do a Batman Part Three, like after the Part Two, they're they're already starting to film, mm. and it was going to contradict with like this is where I worry with, and this is this is coming back to this is where I worry with this whole DC thing is Warner Brothers in the past have shown just how willing they're 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 going to fuck it up to push one forward which shouldn't get the airtime compared to one which is already being you know, proven to get the airtime. Mm. Like, mm. you've got a good thing with the Matt Reeves Batman. Like, it's it's a good, good story. We all agree on that. Yeah. Like, we we don't know, obviously, how good or how bad this Brave and the Bold could be, but if it comes to it clashing the two, like, do you really think they're going to let Gunn get his way and be like, this one's got to go forward over this one or, you know, they both mm. got to exist? Like, there, there's going to be come to a point where they're going to be like, no, we need to push one over the other. In terms of like a marketing marketing spear, yeah, so as to not confuse people as to which yeah, Batman and that's, we're talking that's about. That's where I that's where I worry about this whole like Elseworlds running them separately, running them together, kind of okay. thing. Like, so can I yeah. can I throw something out there that uh, yes. that um, the Game Ranks uh, Jake from Game Ranks brought up? He goes, mm. imagine if they did got to this Brave and the Bold section and the Batman wasn't Bruce Wayne. 
imagine if it was Dick Grayson uh, who has taken on the mantle when Bruce has disappeared or died or whatever, yeah. which leads me into the next mm. one. Uh, Dick took up the mantle uh, through Battle of the Cowl after Bruce was killed by Darkseid. Uh, mm-hmm. And if it was Dick and Damien, so the the ward, the adopted son, uh, coming into contact with the biological son who's looking for the father and coming into the that world, that bat family, uh, that would be a very interesting dynamic and it would also give a lot of breathing room to Pattinson to be the only Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, and the Dick Grayson Batman was quite different uh, mm. in his style and his approach and the world that he existed in. And that that interaction between Dick and um, and Damien was was really cool. Like it was really fun. It was different because they were two sons of the same man, mm. clashing. Where Damien was obviously saying you're you're not really his son, and Dick. Going, well, we saw a bit of that haven't... in Titans season three. That's what that was really portraying. Huh. Titan season three was the clash of Robins, essentially. You- yeah, but two adopted sons. We're talking a biological yeah. son and an adopted son. So you've, you've you've got those two there, and then you roll you roll through a, a movie a movie with these two guys. You learn the the where where Bruce is or the history of the, the original Batman, and then you roll into Booster Gold. So Booster Gold then played, I've talked about it before, he played a huge part in the search for Bruce Wayne, which was when mm. when Bruce got stuck in the that the time errors. Uh, and I brought I brought this up a couple of weeks yeah. ago. But it's before- hard to do any of this without a flash, though. Why is it not, Pete? Because like- Flash is the link. Flash is usually the entry point into time travel in the DC universe. This there was it's not exclusive to him, but no, usually there's, there's a flash. Before we get on to Booster Gold, though, can can I like seriously ask you guys if you think they'll be brave enough to do a Batman movie without Bruce Wayne? No, they won't. I don't think no. no. They've they've flat out said. So Peter Gunn flat out said it's a father and son film. So you, you've got he's confirmed Damian Wayne as the son. You you can only have Bruce Wayne as the father unless they're going to do an alternate family father and son. I guess they could because you know um, there's no reason not. I just don't see them doing it. I th- I think it's implied Bruce and Damian father okay. and son. I'm just talking about what might be nice to see. I agree with just just treading the same ground again. I agree. With everything you said, that would be a excellent movie to watch, and it would provide a good counterpoint to Pattinson's Bruce continuing. But I'm just going to swing the reality hammer through that entire <laughs> argument. Like, well, just, and, just yeah. so we're just we're on the same. Uh, page, I mean, like. I mean, they're, they're just uh, unfortunately they're probably just going to like Lantons is probably going to be a really shit TV show that's just going to be yeah. Like minimal CGI, it's going to be two guys in standard clothes wandering. They might get they might get a one or two shots of a glowing ring. Yeah, kind of like every now and then. Like this is this is all fucking blue sky shit. This is this is like hmm. realistically what we're going to get is we're because gonna they've get, had they've, we're they've gonna got get all the IP. Quo. Yeah, we're going to get a status and, quo, and we're, we're going to fall into the same rut as we're in with Marvel, where it's just the status quo. It's the same. Every Marvel movie is somebody's first Marvel movie and it's just it's got to follow the same formula 
you're going to be able to pick everything a fucking million miles off and there might be some fun little nostalgia Easter eggs thrown in there for anybody else. But no, it's not going to be anybody else. It's not going to be any fucking different. I just... Uh, and and I, I agree. And the next mo- the next show in the lineup just reinforces that point for me. Booster Gold, HBO Max TV series. Why? He's a fucking shit superhero. He's Why? an anti. Is he an looking, anti-hero? They're looking for Bruce Wayne. They're looking. He's for not Bruce an Wayne. anti-hero. He's a wanker. He's a nobody who travels back in time. He's not to- an anti-hero. He's just an idiot. Yeah. He's a he's an he's an he's a no one who travels back in time and uses his knowledge of the past to and some theatrics to appear as if he's a superhuman so he can play out his Messiah complex in his fucking head. Like he's a broken character. He's very important to some other plots in the DC universe, but as a character himself, he's a piece of shit. He's a fake. He's also a pretty good uh, social commentary on a lot of modern <laughs> modern things. So yeah, He's maybe an that's James. That's James. Yeah, basically, that's James Gunn having a dig at a lot of them. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe it's meta like that. But I mean, fuck, it's a weird one to pick. Unless we don't know what the arc is. Well, I mean, it's, it's for chapter like the one other thing. You know, so we could be important. It's it's Gunn just picking weird things because it makes him look even. Booster Gold's pretty fucking hated. Like. Ah, it's a weird one. It's that's mm. really out there. That's not even let's pick someone who's obscure because Booster's not really obscure. He's not prime time, but he's also not not obscure like because he pops up everywhere. Yeah, but he pops up everywhere and everyone fucking hates him. He's treated like a joke by most other superheroes in the DC universe. Yeah, so I, it's a weird one. Unless, like I said, he does glue together a lot of other IPs in the DC universe because he pops up everywhere. So maybe he's necessary for Gunn to tell the overall chapter one arc. Maybe he's the glue. I don't know. Because he's attached to JLA, to um, Justice Society, um, to Rip Hunter and all the Legends of Tomorrow, all of those mm. characters. He, he glues everything together because he's a time-traveling wanker. Um, he's had quite a few runs in run-ins with Flash from memory, but I didn't really read him or Flash all that much mm-hmm. when I was growing up. But I have some foggy memories. Anyway, that's a weird one. And then we go into Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, I don't know much about the Woman of Tomorrow comic run, other than it is it was a comic run. Uh, written by Tom King. Yeah, that's about I've, all I know. I've, I've never read it. No, I, I can't comment on that one. But I think, yeah, wait and see I, on that one. It looks darker. So I did. I did some speed reading when James Gunn first announced it, and the only pieces I managed to pick up were it really plays heavily on the intellectual damage or the 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 PTSD caused by watching your planet destroyed, because unlike. Um, Superman, she doesn't escape. She gets to watch Krypton destroyed and her people perish and then makes it to Earth. Now, that's one of the two origin stories for Super- and, Supergirl. Unless they're pulling Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, to be uh, like an introduction for Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah. The bottled, bottled City of Candor, maybe. That would be a cool story if they could pull that off. 
Mm. It's a really interesting comic run. And that was actually one of the best parts of the DC Universe Online storylines that you got introduced to on release day was the, the Bottled City. Um, don't know if I'd do that. I, it seems like they're going to pitch Supergirl as teen, so it might just be the younger audience appealer. Don't know. I don't know. If they're talking about the one where she's she watched the, the whole, you know, planet perish while mm. she's sitting on a piece of it floating out in space. I think they, like, that is what they're telling. I think it's going to be more connected and they're going to do the whole, like, could, you know, if Superman had to fight one of his own, could he redeem them? And it'll be like a very polar opposite to him versus uh, Zod in the mm. Man of Steel where he's like, well, you're my cousin. I'm not going to snap your neck, but, you know, mm. can or- I bring you back from the point where you're like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, Well, don't forget- with Superman Legacy, he may actually be dead when they do the Supergirl movie. True. Then you get a different Kryptonian take in the little universe. <sighs> no, they will not kill Superman straight up again. I mean, that he could be temporarily too, yeah. dead for more than ten minutes between films. This no, time, they, they, they <laughs> won't do it. They won't do it again straight away. It's like everybody knows that was the 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 death of. Snyder's mm. thing was when they killed Superman because it had no gravity to it because it yeah. was too early. You had mm. no connection. It was to way the too early and and he essentially immediately revived. Yeah. Like they, there was they no, they, there wasn't even the five-year blip um, synthetic time injected in between movies. It was just mm. movie ends, 10 minutes later, we're resurrecting him. Um, and then we're on the Classic last- Classic respawn moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's supposed to be Jesus. I mean, at least give the guy five days off, right? Because that is the kind Three of well, how long is he? Died up. You can shows how religious I am. More than ten minutes. Um, was it three or five? It Friday, Friday to Sunday. Feel like wasn't it? probably three Friday days. Yeah, yeah. Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Technically not three. Probably two, two and, and a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your favourite golden book? Last one, Swamp Thing. Um, horror movie. And what the only one- golden book? The only one classified as an origin story. Um, if they do this as a proper horror, I'm fucking all for it. Uh, they won't. You know what? They've got to- it, it, if they don't take serious risks and do this the way that we're talking about them doing it, it's it's got to be the death knell for DC. Yeah. They just go I, back I to think, fucking writing comics. I think it 100% will be. Yeah. They yeah. should just give it up. If they can't get this right, they should just fucking give it up. And we, we're going to know from... Superman the will first be the first. Three. Yeah. Yeah, because Creature Commandos and Waller, I'm giving a whole pass to because I think it's a joke. And I actually think, yeah. I'll be honest... I feel like that's that's two properties that were put in place to stall while they figure out Superman. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they've they, they've made too much noise about Peter Safran and and Peter Gun- and and James Gunn taking over. It's a relaunch. It's all new. It's going to fix everything. Fuck, we don't really have a movie to put out for the next four years. That's a long time to try and ride the hype train. So Creature Commandos, it's an animated series, lower production value, shorter time to, to bring to market. And then Waller, they've already got the main character. Yep. Hmm. Well, that's a wrap on that. 
Um, do you guys want to talk about your fourth beers? Any um, last thoughts? Don't do it. Yeah. Give up now. <laughs> Look, we've we've used the phrase uppercut yourself a couple of times tonight. <laughs> Such a great phrase though. Yeah, look, we've we've said it, we've said it every time, and this is why I, 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 you know, I said I didn't really want to do this again yeah. because we've done it so many times. But it's just like, but we are talking about actual content for a change rather than just what's in our heads. Yeah, but it still it always comes back to you've you've just fucked this so many times. Just like let it die, let it die. Like even now, and even the process they're talking about with guns, like we're developing an eight to ten year plan. It's like, but why, like? I get that's your job and that's, that's what they've thrown at you and they've, they've pitched you and that's like, that's you going, sweet, I've got a job in Hollywood for the next 10 years. I mean, like, he applied for that job, so he went in knowing what he was buying into. Yeah, but, you know, it's like yeah. a kind of thing of like, I'm going in for a 10-year role, like this is going to, you know, set me up. Guarantee life, his basically. employment. Yeah, 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 100%. Like, and then you can't But he was Peter Gunn was no fucking slouch to start with, right? He was no. pretty assured of a, a long career unless it came out that he'd done something stupid. I just, I just really feel like- and I think this comes back to my main concern is just I really worry that James Gunn's going to be so fucking disheartened by this whole process that he's not going to put his heart into the last projects or something. Like he's going to get eight, you know, five to eight years in and he's going to have to hit, like jumped over so many walls and just hit so many roadblocks but- with WB and Discovery, like execs coming in, like they've always done and just killing that creative vibe that he's just going to be like, He's going to look to like, we, we're going to get, ex- and this is the problem. So we're much gonna get so excited. that he's already attempting to address that exact point and unbelievable, like, and not in a convincing way. Yeah. But it's the thing. We're like, we're going to get excited because we're going to see, he's going to produce the early stuff's going to be like, this is the thing. I really think the early stuff's going to be good. And we're going to be like, oh, it's a glimmer of hope. And then it's going to really be dashed from underneath us. And, I you know, if we're still doing man. this in eight years' time, we're going to be you know, even more grayer and jaded than we already are <laughs> and just being like, we fucking said it all those years ago. Can we just, we're speaking of gray, can we just adjust the beautiful contrast of James Gunn's hair and beard? What? No. His hair He's and gone beard. He's got Magneto contrast. white. What are you talking about? Oh, I think it's fantastic. If I look like that when, if I, could, if I went that white tomorrow, I want it to be all through. I think oh, that, yeah. con- that yeah, contrast- it's- is spectacular. Yes, Dan. I'm sure it's entirely natural. <laughs> I don't know. He's got black roots through his beard and his hair. So anyway, um, random, fucking random. I disagree. Like I, I look, have an alternative. Santa Claus, if you want to go that look tomorrow, <laughs> I can do it for you. Just give me so a tub of frosting. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, here's an alternate, Tom. I actually think it's either going to. I think it's most likely to flop. Straight out of the gate, and we'll know mm. by Superman because everyone's going to give a whole pass to Creature Commandos and Waller because it's already not really taking all that seriously. They'll do a good animated movie or series potentially because they do animated well. They War- do do animated well. There's think- no denying that. Yep. The DC think- animated stuff is brilliant. I think Waller was a safe choice in the sense that no one's going to care if it flops because they've already done, what, three flops now? Two flops for, for Waller's fucking- um, uh, Creature Fest. Suicide, Suicide Squad. Thank you. Brain's already switched off for the night. Um, so no one's going to really care if it flops a third time. Superman is going to be make or break. I think if they nail Superman and the next one, which is Lanterns from memory, then the re- they'll carry through. DC will back the fuck off. But if if Superman flops, mm. I, I that'll be that. 
That's uh, my I mean, I, I I definitely pinged it. I think Superman can flop if Lanterns is good. If both flop, it's done. But I think yeah. one of the other can potentially, or like Lanterns can be mediocre. But if it's Superman going well, great, yeah. if it's going well, I don't see DC Studios stepping in at Paradise Lost and derailing the fucking train, man. If they get five good know, years, I don't know. That's just, the thing you don't know with DC Studios; they just might. Like, yeah. Well, it's actually it's not DC Studios, and that was what James Gunn just said. Sorry, it's Warner Brothers Studios stepping in and fucking it all up. Yeah, and James Gunn is already trying to address those exact concerns by saying, "Yeah, but." This time it's different because I'm the studio head and I run, D- you know, Peter and I run DC Studios. There mm. isn't anyone to step in. It's like everyone's got a boss, man. Like Warner Brothers yeah. is still, and that's the thing. Yeah. still quite capable of firing you, for example. You, you can't claim that they can't step in if they're the ones that can fire you. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, shall we move on? Fourth beers. Close the app. Yep. Yeah, fourth beers. What are you drinking, I, Tom? Well, after the last episode when we talked about phantasms and I had the mm. wrong phantasm, I went and found an actual phantasm. And like a good Zelda game, I caught it in a bottle. Now I'm drinking it. Uh, I, the only one I could find is their newest one, which is their their hazy version. So that's Garage Project, their phantasm hazy. Um, blah, 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 blah. There's a little bit of waffle uh, in, the, in, the, in the thing, talking Probably about waffle. phantasms, ghosts, spectral mists. Uh, right. It is a hazy IPA. I'm already basically finished it. It's been going down quite a treat. Um, the thing they talk about uh, is it's been transmorgified with the addition of Phantasm Theol, which is the powder that Dan was talking about last episode, um, and their own Garage Project's own double shot co fermentation technique, which naturally releases an aromatic. Phantasmagoria of ripe tropical fruits, guava, gooseberry, nectarine, and passion fruit. And let me tell you, it was guava-tastic. <laughs> it was like just drinking alcoholic guava juice in the best possible way. It was delicious. It is still delicious. I'm, half, I'm halfway through it. I'm loving it. Um, for Peter's notes, it's 6.7%. Sorry, um, right. got it all down. Excellent. Good. Uh it is, yeah. I'm dead cold sober, unfortunately. So I'm on the ball. Excellent. Um, yeah, it looks good. It's, it's tasty. It's really tasty. I, I recommend picking it up if you can. Um, uh, it's just, yeah, that guava note coming through was so powerful, but in such a pleasant way. Um, There's a really nice note to end the night on. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Yeah, high praise. But I'm nice. I'm really cool. I'm really interested to see more of this 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 phantasm theol powder Ooh. come through. I want to see different breweries play with it. Like yeah. I really want to see that. Um, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, that is my fourth beer. Cool, Dan. I poured mine down the sink. Dan did not <laughs> did not review a fourth beer. Did not qualify. Cool. Dan, are you winning, son? Uh, You're yeah. fading fast, so yeah, <laughs> yeah push I'm fading through. fast. I'm out. Um, I started playing uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, and I have to say, Tom never answered me on my question that I asked him. So <laughs> fuck him. Saw the question. Um, oh yes, because Dan's always so super responsive to every message. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, super responsive. Um, 
the so it's obviously the Skywalker saga. So it's episode one through nine. Mm-hmm. Episodes four, five, six are wonderfully crafted. They're, oh they're, no, I just didn't. I sorry, I meant to respond to that because I just didn't. I didn't necessarily agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, the episodes four, five, six were wonderfully crafted. They're they're fun to get into. They diverge from the movie storyline enough about. Like you still are doing the same things in the same areas, but mm. there's extra stuff tacked on, and it's it's really well integrated. Uh, episodes one, two, three kind of just feel like they're just hitting the marks on each step of what happens. You've got the pod race, you've got the fight with Maul, you've got this and that, and it focuses a little bit more on collecting the Kyber bricks in the open areas rather than making the elements within the story a bit more interesting. Uh, and I'm only... Oh, okay. Right. I... Okay. I miss, you, you get I me now? Awkward. Yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from now. No, okay. I thought you were talking about the levels themselves rather than the in-between story bits. Yeah, so the so we're, we're one, two, and three, you kind of... You go to a mission and you go, to, you go and do the exact thing that happens in the movie with a little bit of caveat that goes around it within there. And then you're thrown into a more of an open world where you then you just an open area where you go and do little puzzles and collect Kyberics. Got nothing against it. It was fun in itself. But with four, five, six, you kind of go through the whole episode and the mission is kind of there is no open world area. It's kind of a bit more self con I guess there is, but it's a bit more self-contained in the missions are larger areas, larger portions of the story that happened, and they're a bit more fun and a bit more fleshed out. Uh, and I've, I'm only about halfway through seven, so a little bit into Force Unleashed. Force, Force Unleashed. Uh, and Force it, Awakens. Force Awakens. There we go. Force Unleashed. Um, if only there was a DLC for Force yeah. Unleashed, I'd be fucking playing the shit out of that. And it, yeah. it feels a little bit more more like four, five, six. Uh, I have a theory behind that actually, because we now now I know what you're saying, and I, I think I figured it. I think I know why it's feeling like that. Um, I definitely felt like the way they built the game was. I think they did it by episode number, and so the whole thing was they wanted you to go out and explore like the the um the worlds as you discovered them but then obviously they sort of like there's recurring ones that come out in pre in in the films after that um and so there's because you've already had the chance to fully explore it except you don't have a character can do x Mm. ability or y ability or stuff it's kind of more of a push to get through the story because i don't know if you played it have you have you played it one through yeah yeah that's that i think what my take on it was that it was like because you're already going to these places and then coming back to them, it's kind of the first time you do them, they kind of like go, please go do everything else out here, like explore this world kind of thing. But then it's like it's implied later that you can do that. But then they're like, oh, go through the story. You can unlock all the characters and come back. And, yeah, that's the way I, I take where I think you're coming from. That was probably really vague for the listeners, but I agree with you. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. Yeah, just the... The one, two, three, just the the story missions didn't feel they, they were kind of done and dusted within like five or ten minutes. There was no 
there was no big part to them as where you get to four and you go to escape Moss Eisley uh, with everybody in the in the Falcon and then mm. all of a sudden you've got to rebuild the Falcon with Chewie while Han holds off the Stormtroopers and you've got to do all these bits and pieces as we're one, two, three. It's like go and fight Darth Maul, you go and fight Darth Maul. Go and do a pod race, you go and do a pod race. <laughs> like it's just... It's it was it felt very by numbers that they kind of rushed the prequels and either one didn't really know what to do with them uh, mm. or didn't didn't have enough uh, care. They kind of wanted to if it was more a more modern studio, maybe they wanted to get onto the OGs and the the sequels. I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, it's outside of that. I think they really put some really beautiful little. I'll I'll get off mine in a minute so you guys can talk. Um, All right. I think they put some really beautiful little things in it, like uh, mm. episode four Obi Wan fights like episode four Obi Wan. He doesn't yeah. fight like prequel Obi Wan, and it's the. But it's there's those... even a difference between two and three if you actually pay a little bit of attention. Oh, is there? Okay, two yeah, and three actually fight a little bit differently. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 little things like that where they. They, they they all it's not just cookie cutter. You're a Jedi. You you fight like this. This is yeah. this is you, this is your combo animation. Mm. It is it is set out like Episode Four. Obi Wan is very mah, 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 <laughs> like just backwards and forwards like a fucking windscreen wiper. Uh, and the 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 rest of them it's 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 quite entertaining. Those little bits and pieces that they threw. That's cool. That's fun. It's fun, and it's. Mindless. I'm pretty sure they actually. From memory, because you rarely played as Windu, but you can basically go Vapard with him. Like, yeah, test that for me. I haven't played in forever, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know it's like you see it like a, they did definitely do a, it. It's similar but different feel when you go from Episode 3 Skywalker to Vader, Episode mm. 4 Vader, because mm-hmm. it's meant to be like he's still getting used to the kind of suit kind of thing. Um, they They... It's Traveller's Tales. Like, they've, they've made every Lego game known to man. Yeah. But obviously, Star Wars is where they started, and it's their, it's their true home, and they definitely pay attention to it. Like, Which is the yeah. big turnoff for me. That's what has not attracted me to that particular game because I've already played the OG trilogy and the prequel trilogy Star Wars Lego games at least twice through each. Oh, Pete, the, the missions are completely different. Yeah, I get it, but they're still they're still based on the same source material, so they can't be that different. No, I've already, they've, they've already collected pretty, a they've... billion gold fucking tile uh, 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 studs. Studs, thank you, and on and bricks, then it was a yeah. platinum, and then yeah, and the glowy brick things. I've already done all that, and they've built the fucking mini fig ships. And <sighs> Pete, just... as someone who's played almost every single Lego game known to man, it is the most different Lego game. I've played. There are so many similar elements, but mm. yeah, it is so. It is. It feels so different. Just yeah. doesn't jump off the shelf, considering all the other no, games that are on my yeah. back back hall. I just, on my- I just wanted Star Wars, man. I didn't care if it was fucking yeah. Lego. I just wanted Star Wars. Fair call. Fair call. Tommy, Peter, you are you winning some? No, oh, you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've already talked about Hogwarts Legacy, which I'm playing in the last day. Um, before that was uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which. I was primarily focused on the online component, getting those trophies out of the way. I hit level 50 and just kept going. It was fun. It was interesting. It was entertaining. Um, I think I hit level 95. And before, and there's, I mean, 
there's you can go all the way up to a level thousand, but that's pointless. And the the uh, Jesus. yeah, but the actual unlocks stop at hundred. Um, right. But it, it made me realize that there's no way I'm ever going to get the final online trophy without getting one of you guys to help me. I was playing the game past level fifty, which was the the level based trophy. Mm. I was from from level fifty to ninety five was entertaining. There was content to do, but mostly I was logging in to do content in an area around where someone might organically do a mission that I have to interrupt to get the final trophy. No one's doing that mission. Why? Find someone to boost it. Why? Because there's a million interesting things to do in Red Dead Online and none of it involves the mission you have to do and then be interrupted doing to get that final trophy. What, it's such um, a dumb requirement. What level do you have to be to do it? Level one. Oh, okay. There's no minimum requirement. Remind me on the to- weekend and I'll see if I've got uh, the online component installed because I've oh, got RDR geez. installed. Uh, yeah. I started playing the single-player campaign and it's... Spectacular, as I knew it would be. Just a lot of fun. I'm I'm still only in Chapter 2, the first camp, and so I'm just working through all the side quests and making sure I get everything done in the chapter before moving to the next chapter because obviously it's all some stuff you have to do at the end, some stuff you have to do inside that chapter, some stuff you do before Chapter 5 starts. Um, yeah, and now I'm playing... Hogwarts. So I'll finish Hogwarts and then go back to RDR because it's that big a game, but it's so fucking good. The end. Tom, you winning, son? I am because I uh, I went online and found someone to boost with, uh, which is what you should just do. You can find them. They love they're lovely people on the internet. Occasionally, I know. Um, I found some dude who's based in 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 France, and we've been playing Far Cry multiplayer together, and it's been fantastic. <laughs> um, he doesn't have a microphone, so I'm not hearing him like. Was a French accent wiping his ass with silk as he curses me out for the shit I don't do properly. Um, but you know, we we had to do some stuff in co op together on four, Far Cry Four, which was uh, laggy as fuck. But we finally got there. A um, couple of couple of sessions back and forth. Uh, the one I was going to talk about before, which is going to be my mini review, was actually um, so I jumped into Five because he was like, "Hey man, I've started Five. There's some multiplayer trophies. Like we can do them together and just nut them out." Mm. Um, when I actually looked at the requirements, I was like, oh, that's a piece of fucking piss. It's like get to level 10 in the multiplayer, get 100 kills. I don't, know, I don't mean to flex, but I only did it in like four games. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, I was playing with these like random dudes I just jumped into a lobby with and it was like games of like first to 100. And I was like, oh, cool. I, even if I get like 20 like kills. You're only going to do that four or five times. In the three times. hours it's going to take us to get to 100 kills. Like there are some fucking... Oh, there are some freaks out there in online multiplayer. They are astonishingly good. And <laughs> hat off to them. The thing that and really only got half of them are hacking. Oh, even if they were hacking, like, well <laughs> done. Because that's the thing. I could get them the next round. Like, yeah. they'd kill me and I'd be like, holy shit, where'd that guy come from? But then he'd be sitting there and he'd just be like looking at some dude and I just walk up and go bang. And it'd be like one sh- And I was like, ah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I'm- hey, I'm good at multiplayer. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me go. The thing that really got me about the Far Cry 5 multiplayer, um, and I don't think I've ever had a good experience with multiplayer really, but the thing that got me with this one was everything you play, essentially there's like a bunch of Ubisoft maps, but then there's so many like player-created like player maps 
and half of them are some of the best recreated GoldenEye maps I've ever seen in an <laughs> online platform. I was running around archives, like shotgunning people in the face like it was no tomorrow. I was running through Beetlejuice's mansion, like every pop culture thing known to man. Like That's it cool. was so much fun. That's and what I happens like, when you I- embrace the mod community, man. Like you get longevity oh, in it the was game. So, but it's not even mod community. It's like it's just people who build this. And yeah, it's like but who it's- the fuck wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to take an N64 first-person shooter map and recreate it in this Ubisoft engine. But it's no and different. They have to, to, but they have to build it from the ground up. It's no like, different to building a life-scale model of the Taj Mahal in Minecraft. People love that shit. It's I know. Just a I'm breed not, of just people like, that love that shit. It's amazing to me that these people just get and they can do it. Like, I, I couldn't- I could picture- Like, I can picture so many levels of GoldenEye in my mind right now. Like, I played it that much as a kid growing up. But I couldn't recreate it to the level of quality that these guys do. It's it's incredible the stuff they're doing, and it's, it's all built. It, but it's all they're all building it in their PS4, PS5 mm. consoles. Like they're building it in that. And I'm just like, it's amazing. I am flabbergasted by them. I like mind blown. Um, so yeah, it was just like one of those ones. It was like it was like when I played the Doom multiplayer. I was like, fuck, I just want to jump back in this occasionally. Just really just run around, shoot a couple of people, have a bit of fun, you know, whatever. Log back like, out, yeah. Um, it's a five-year-old game too, so it's it's good that they're still a thriving. Oh, it was active. Yeah, it was active. It was very active. Like, I had no troubles finding a game compared to some other multiplayer ones recently where I've been like, anyone? Hello? Hello? You want to play multiplayer? <laughs> um, yeah, really good. It was, uh, but I thing that annoyed me was that I only went to Far Cry 5 because this guy was like, oh, I'll do the, the missions with you. And then, like, I started doing them and, like, overnight I was like, oh, dude, I finished them. He goes, oh, cool. Well, uh, I'm playing this from scratch, no HUD mode. Like, I was like, oh, can I jump back a game and start the, like, Stone Age one? He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll meet you in the next one. And it's like, so I found this guy who's going to play all the co-op ones with me. Yeah, that's but cool. But I skipped a game to start a new one, and that just irks me a bit because I was trying to get through the series. But, um. I think it's for the first time in a long time I'm going to try and play two games simultaneously. I think I'm going to be doing some Far Cry and some Hogwarts, just depending on yeah. what I'm in. Yeah, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, it's they're 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 repetitive, but they're they're a quite a good series. If you haven't played any of them, I do recommend. Them. I haven't, I haven't. But I yeah. struggle, I struggle jumping into the middle of a series. I want to go all the way to the start to get the story, but then I go to the start and it's a 15, 20 year old game, and I'm like, I can't play this. It's horrendously bad. So- yeah, but did about three. Three was good. Three was good. It was, it was, but it was one of those ones where it was like everyone had talked about the villain for three, like online, and they talk about mm. how like influential he is. And it's like, cool, coming into this like 12, 15 years later, it's like, yeah, he's a, I'm sure he was an influential character, but now he's kind of like run the mill. Yeah. So yeah. the first guy's like all insane. The second one in Far Cry 4 was, um, that was the other thing I talk about. Uh, Far Cry 4 is like, He's never really there. He's just kind of like a voice in your head kind of thing. So it's like it never feels menacing. The weirdest thing they did in Far Cry 4 is they switched the driving controls from R2 to accelerate, L2 to brake to based on pushing the controller forward oh, and then okay. back to go reverse. And so it was like, but it was one stick to do everything. So when you're trying to then use a second stick to aim and shoot at the same time, it was trying to be like, like, 
kind of like make this new like whole like, oh, you can drive and shoot at the same time. It was one of the most infuriating things on the face of the planet. <laughs> Luckily, they reversed it all in Far Cry 5 and they're just like, oh, we'll just use one of the other 17 buttons to shoot so you can just drive by pressing R2 and mm. steering. Yeah, it was very weird. But um, Far Cry 5 definitely has the villains that I'm now actually kind of terrified by because they're religious cultists and it's just like, oh, this oh, is too real. Everything else has been like fantasy. This is like, oh, no. You could exist right now. Like, we wouldn't know. It's just, yeah. It's scary um, stuff. Did they ever do Bark Ride VR? They announced it in the middle of 2021. I don't remember. I do not it. know. Uh, Ubisoft and Zero Latency today launches the Far Cry VR experience. Co-op shooter takes up to eight people to the world of Far Cry 3. Okay. Obviously oh, it's Blood Dragon's on. also hilarious. Play Blood Dragon. It's funny as shit. Uh, Pete, can, so I just, I, can I just ask why Tom has a mute symbol on my screen? I don't know. Okay. I can hear him. talking shit for the last hour. I can hear him too. Yeah. He's, he's definitely being recorded, so okay. no idea. Yep, that's all um, I'm concerned about. I think that's it for the episode, other than I just mm. wanted to mention, um, as I said before, YouTube channel's getting some love, so if you haven't already subscribed, please do, even if you don't watch us on YouTube, if you're an avid listener, just um, just help support the channel. Would be much appreciated by all three of us. Uh, mm. And uh, we'll, I think all three of us are at Sourfest if you're in, uh, which is the 18th? 18th of February. Tell us Sourfest. about Sourfest. Do you like sour beers? Yes, says Peter. So well, Peter, do I have I a festival you asking, for you? We were talking to the listeners. I thought it was going to be a rhetorical with a really I we were doing a silence. That's fine. Oh, okay. I practiced this, but you know, oh, right. it was in mirror, and so now it's like didn't get the script. The illusions yet. ruined. I love anyway, Thou, Tom, tell me more. Well, Peter, if you bring yourself along to the public house Petersham Car Park on the 18th of February, you can have every sour you'd ever dreamed of. We're going to have eight taps of batch beers. We're going to also have a guest bar, and there are going to be some beers from Europe beers from Australia, and beers from our new sister brewery, Wayward, because we've joined together like one happy family. But it's going to be sour-tastic. Bring your own quickies. I'm going to have a lager on tap because I know about palate fatigue. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a cool. fun-filled day. Um, the public house kitchen is doing some food inspired by the sour beers. One of the beers is a pickle sour, and they are making a cheeseburger pizza using the pickle sour beer to pickle the pickles. Pickles? Pickles. <laughs> Just keep saying Something's it pickling so pickles in pickle beer. It's, it's like right. that, that tongue twister. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, cheeseburger and- pizza is where I hooked the crowd, really. Yes. Uh, uh, and- it runs from 12 o'clock till I tell everyone to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, until we're, yeah, until we get kicked out. So all three of us are going to be there. So, um, yeah. You want to? You want to meet your heroes. If you want to, <laughs> I was going to suggest if you want to meet, if you want to catch up with us, then uh, we'll be there. But no, you just went out there, Tom. It's really that's. I set the bar high. Just never meet yeah. your heroes. Never meet I'll your heroes. Just you disappoint down. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any. That's any, my plan. Yes, I don't think anyone's under any any illusions mm. with the three of us. No. Uh, that's the episode. Thanks very much for listening, people. Bye-bye. Any Bye. final words? No? Bye. Bye. Bye.